Hockey Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Thursday, April 6th, 2023. And we still don't have a Pac-12 TV deal. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Really good show today. Thank you, know. Pretty interesting. Uh, the phone calls went out this afternoon about the very latest in the Pac-12 TV saga. So we have some new de- details on that, as I think all of us heard today. And it's so funny how this is working in the Pac-12 now. And I don't know, I'm sure as, as fans, you guys have noticed this, but it's very interesting to me that we have a situation where whoever your source is, the message comes out across the board. We're not doing a TV deal until spring now, until late spring, early summer. I was told today they would love to have this done by the 4th of July. I'm like, okay, cool, man. That's cool. They believe it'll be done in June. Okay, that's cool. It's just interesting how across the board, everybody's like, yep, won't be done until late spring, early summer. And it's it's the Pac-12 trying to control its message. And Jake, I, I just don't know that they've done a very good job of that. Well, no, I mean, I, I think that there was a lot of poor execution around, you know, the president speaking when they did about two weeks ago. I think that the messages were all different. I think that they were not uh, in lockstep on what they wanted to say and, and sort of how they wanted to characterize the conference. And, yeah. and really, I, I would say how they want to characterize the Big 12, because that's the... That's kind of the thing. I mean, you know, everyone agrees that that, hey, you know, the the Pac-12 is, you know, they're all going to tell you, oh, it's a viable conference and everything is great and we're all on the same page. But but the reality is one one president believes they would uh, be happy to go to the Big 12. Another president thinks that the Big 12 is a pile of garbage. So, I mean, you, you hear the differences loud and clear. Uh, and it kind of paints this picture of a conference without leadership and a conference that's disorganized. And I think, you know, I, 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 I'm just going to keep saying it and I'm tired of hearing it and I'm tired of saying it and I'm tired of talking about it too, but I just don't see a way where this conference gets to, you know, 31 and a half million, 31.7 million, I think is the exact number, you know, that the big 12 got for their schools. And I think it's just a, it's just a situation where, I think the Pac-12 believes that it can just kind of hang out and the deal will get done when it gets done and we'll be fine and we'll just be on our merry way. And I think that that's what I struggle with because the deal won't be fine. The deal won't live up to what it should. And I don't right. think you'll be fine. Right. So I don't know how you change that. Well, and I don't think it's just going to do itself. I think there is a lot of people who believe uh, in one way or the other that these things just kind of handle themselves. And I, I'm here to promise you they do not. Um, and by the way, really excited to talk to uh, John Kimball, the president at Real Salt Lake, uh, about the business of sports. And that's going to include streaming and television. That's an hour from now, because I think that's what this conversation really is about. And, and I can tell you, talking to our source today about the Pac-12 and the TV situation, you know, I, one of the things I asked about was, hey, like, what is the situation? Like, where in the process is the Pac-12? And I was told specifically that the Pac-12 got several, um, you know, proposals from distribution partners, but none of them met the minimum bar to 
uh, submit them to all presidents in the Pac-12, the remaining 10. And I think that's a significant note because there are deals being put together out there. There are proposals being tabled to the the Pac-12, but I was told they're not even close to a deal that would, would even draw a vote. And I think that's really scary if you're the Pac-12 because here we are on April 6th and, and you're not in a situation where you can say that you have a deal um, or even a proposal on the table that gives you a deal or the framework of a deal to move forward and get something finalized. I think that's a huge problem for this conference. And really, when you look at where the Pac-12 is, you know, you have all the Pac-12 homers and mouthpieces, you know, talking about how the conference is still very confident that they're going to get to $31 million or more. And, you know, John Canzano in Portland, God bless him, but he is nothing more than a Pac-12 mouthpiece. Yeah. He says what they tell him to say. And him. when you're talking about eclipsing $31 million, ask yourself in your head, does that make sense? When here we are in a situation with one year to go in this deal and the spin about why it's not important to have a deal done and that the Big Ten's deal wasn't done until August when there was a year left. What does that have to do with the price of tea in San Francisco this afternoon? It has nothing to do with it. The bottom line is the Pac-12 is in a very weak bargaining position. They have zero leverage. There is no reason for ABC and ESPN or NBC or Disney or Amazon to overpay to have the honor of being the distribution partner of the Pac-12. There's just no reason for that. And yes, while it's true that you have until July 1st, 2024 right. uh, to get this deal you know, essentially done because that's when you're going to be out of a deal is that's when the contract expires. Yeah, sure. Do you have a year to get a deal done? Yeah, but you don't have a year to keep your conference together. Mm-hmm. You have a year at that point to get a deal done for five, six teams that'll be left in the Pac-12 which is the tragedy of it all because none of this had to happen. It's pure mismanagement and incompetence. And the fact that you're having distribution partners or prospective distribution partners tabling offers that aren't even good enough to present to membership, that's a huge problem. You're just summarily dismissing those. That's a huge problem. It tells me that you are nowhere near the structure of a deal, either financially, um, I, my guess is that this has a lot to do with reach and exposure. I think it's very difficult to sit here and, and tell your 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 mouthpiece and your whipping boy that, hey, <coughs> we believe we're going to get more than the Big 12. You're either uninformed or you're incredibly arrogant and mm-hmm. maybe both because on what planet our Pac-12 television distribution rights or Pac-12 content distribution rights worth $31 million. But all due respect. In a world where we just had the lowest viewership in the history of the Final Four <coughs> ever, <coughs> you want more than $31 million. Yeah. You want more money than the premier basketball conference in the country who's got a better football conference than you do as well. You believe you're worth more than that, but nobody's offered you that. And the offers that have come in haven't been good enough for you to send out to membership. Right. Come on now. Let's just, let's just be realistic about it. And I feel like, again, I know we tip off the show with this every single day. As the Pac-12 well, turns. But, but I think that's what people want to talk about. Yeah. I think that's what most people are, are, are trying to figure out. And frankly, 
you know the other thing I think that's working against the Pac-12 right now? There is not another thing in the world going on. No. NFL is silent. The draft is, what, three weeks away, I guess? You have the Masters going on today. There's nothing Baseball going on. Baseball is just getting going. We're waiting for like, the NBA season to end. Yeah. Like, there is nothing going on. So the the entire, you know, Rockies to the West <laughs> is all focused on why you're so damn incompetent. Hey, guys. That, it, that's, honest to God, that is the truth. Yeah, the timing is not great for the Pac-12. And, and I do think that, you know, generally speaking, I, I, I think most people who are Pac-12 fans and who are followers or who are, like, big football fans and following this story are beginning to understand that, yeah, maybe the deal isn't going to be as good as they said it was going to be initially. Maybe we are going to have to kind of take our, take our beating on this deal just to survive, and then we'll see kind of what we can put together. And I honestly think this messaging that we're seeing and this continued talking about this deal from from Pac-12 presidents, I, I seriously think this is an effort to simply make sure that there is some positive spin in the world. Yeah, we got to make sure the optics look right, I'm, right? I mean, I, that's what it is. That's all I can think of. And again, if I were the Pac-12, I would be using Kanzano as well because he is lock, stock, and barrel, 100% reliant on whatever is happening in the Pac-12. what I just say? That's that dude's entire world. So how many how many times have we heard from Kanzano, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. The domino's going to fall on this day, and it never happens. And this is going to happen, and it never happens. Because he's in a position where he essentially has a hand from the Pac-12 in his pocket. And you continue to see guys like Stuart Mandel. Yeah. Guys like Pete Thamel, who I think is one of the best college athletics insiders in the country at ESPN. Yeah. Everybody's saying the same thing. This is an incredibly steep hill to climb. But yet Kenzano's over there saying we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get more money than the Big Twelve. Okay, dude. <laughs> you keep living and dying on that hill, my guy. And I know the dominoes fell, but I, I just don't see how I don't see how this works out. Yeah. I, I truly don't. And it is it is, you know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think that people it's are frustrating is yeah, what it is. it is. I mean it is and I and I think this you know, the other side of this conversation is the burnout factor on the conversation itself. I think you make a great point that there's really nothing going on in the world right now for sports. I mean, I, yeah. I, listen, I'm I'm as big a golf fan as anybody. I love we've had the Masters on damn near all day, uh, and it's been awesome. But the reality of the situation is the Masters is not college football. The Masters is not the NFL. The Masters is not even the NBA, in my opinion. And and the trouble is, is that there there is such a thirst, I think, for for the Pac-12 to burn to the ground. Yeah. That people are hungry for this story. And it's like, damn, dude, like, like what we just talked about is the update. There really isn't more of an update. I do think this idea, um, I think this idea that you've had multiple offers from prospective TV partners yeah. that have not met the minimum threshold to present them to conference membership, I think is a huge problem. I think that is a, a very interesting, I don't know what, conundrum, development, whatever you want to say it is. Yeah. I think it's incredibly interesting that you have a situation where you have people making you offers and you won't even present them because you know it's a, it's a no. And I still maintain the single biggest hurdle remaining in this deal is not getting not getting a partnership with some distributor. Right. It's getting 
10 people to sign off on that deal and give you their grant of rights. And I, I, I think that is the single biggest problem because I, I frankly, I don't believe that all 10 of these teams are going to do that. Yeah. I, I just don't. And, and hey, if it's 40 million bucks, if we live by the Canzano's theory of hallucination and and <laughs> you're yeah, and you're getting more than the Big 12, all 10 teams will sign off or all 10 universities will sign off on it. But I just don't see a way that that's capable of of coming to fruition. Yeah. Like if if any of the people we've talked to and for better or for worse, say what you want about this show, we have not been wrong on this yet. Yeah. We've heard a maximum of 25 million and that was last fall. And at the new year, that kind of stepped down to, okay, well, we're going to be, you know, par par parsing this out. It's going to be a streamer and it's going to be ESPN and ABC. Oh. And it's going to be $22 million. Okay. And then we heard like a month ago, we told you first and exclusively on this show, confirmed with sources at ESPN and throughout the television universe that ESPN was capping their contribution to this at $90 million a year. <coughs> Done. All in $90 million a year. Right. Football and a little bit of basketball. And that was where they were going to end up. Right. And now you start hearing about, well, Amazon and Apple. And you're like, okay, well, if ESPN's at $9 million a year, is there a streamer out there that's willing to pay $13 million a year? I think that's the number. I think they are out chasing somebody that will get them to as close to 25 million as possible. And I don't see um, how that becomes a, a reality. I don't even know how it's possible. I, I mean, well, like, but I think they're capped at $22 million. Yeah, I mean, the I math think that's suggests it. it. I mean, the math, the math in the marketplace suggests 22 is kind of the cap. But I, I, I just, I mean, look around. Like, the, the, there's no, there's like, you guys know the streaming options. Apple TV that's and Amazon it. and, you know, like, you know the couple of options. So it's not like there's some you know, dark horse option, just sitting here in the waiting in the, in the shadows, waiting to pop up and pounce on the situation. I mean, we know what the options are and that's where, that's why I kind of struggle with the Kanzano stuff. Cause I, cause I know, like, I know what, what, like we've shared with you guys, what the, like, like as an example, Amazon only wants one game a week. We know that they don't want seven or six or whatever, five games a week. You know, they don't want, they don't want that much inventory because they don't want to pay that much money to the Pac-12. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, Amazon's out the picture. What about Apple TV? Well, but I, I don't know that Amazon's out of the picture. I think Amazon, and this is just my opinion, based on things that I've heard and people I've talked to, I think Amazon is not going to take tier one rights. And this idea, dude, I've asked a lot of people in and around Fox about their involvement and I have not been told one bit that Fox is, is competing at a high level for Pac-12 you know, rights. Yeah. Not at all. And, you know, again, <laughs> and maybe we should just stop talking about the guy's stuff, but Kanzano writing that FS1 needs programming? No, they don't. Yeah. FS1 is already pushing programming out to, to secondary Fox networks. Yes. So... FS1 doesn't need programming. FS1 has Major League Baseball. FS1, it, it does. I mean, they do NASCAR. They do Xfinity Series. Like, 
They have so much programming in the fall. They have, I mean, so much. Never mind Major League Baseball in the spring and summer. Yeah. Like, they're not hurting for programming. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. And you look at the other deals that they have, you look at... Uh, yeah. I'm just telling you now, FS1 does not need, a, 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 like, tier one level But isn't that classic? Isn't that classic, Gonzano? I mean, that's just what... It just, you know, and like... Listen, I don't know John personally. He's been on my show a thousand times throughout my career. I don't know John personally, but it's it's becoming very clear that the Pac-12 needed a Huckleberry, and they got that in John Canzano. Yeah, because it's it's and the problem for me is, and the reason it annoys the hell out of me is, people are like, "Oh, did you see what he wrote? Did you see what he wrote?" No, don't subscribe to his site, man. Behind a paywall, I'm not going to pay for it. Oh, well, he X Y Z, and it's like, okay, cool, man. Like that, that's all well and good. Yeah. But what did Stuart Mandel say about it? What did, like, those are the guys I trust. If I'm going to, if I'm going to go to somebody. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, what did Dennis Dodd say about it? What did Stuart Mandel say about it? Yeah. You know, like what did John Wilner say about it? What did, you know, like what did Andrew Marchand say about it? Those are the guys that I trust. And I think kind of what you were alluding to, like, it doesn't make John a bad guy. I just think that John's in a certain position. And I think that position makes it so that he can't be unbiased about what actually is happening in the Pac-12. And and I guess with the stage that we're at in this conversation, when you start saying things like the Pac-12, like you have people in the room telling you that they're going to get more than 31 and a half or whatever, like you start to lose me. Because I know that that's just not, there's not a route to that. Well, and again, John Kimball, the president of uh, Real Salt Lake, is going to join us. And I'm, I'm fascinated to talk to him about, amongst other things, because I think RSL has so much going on. But MLS is in this really interesting situation that is not dissimilar to where the Pac-12 is at TV-wise. If you look at their TV deal, and I give MLS a lot of credit for going all in, on streaming. I I, yeah. I I will again say if I were the Pac-12, I'd be all in on Amazon Prime Sports. I, I would. I think that's the next thing. But if you look at MLS right now, there's a real struggle to get American football fans, soccer fans, over to Apple TV. And I think that's the one thing about this MLS Apple TV deal that is really important to kind of consider. And us as sports fans, I think everybody in this room, you're exactly who they're targeting. Yes. So if you look at if you look at the, the struggle that it has been to get MLS fans to assimilate to Apple TV, even with free deals at um, you know, the the T Mobile. T Mobile, thank yeah. you. Free deals at T Mobile, where if you're a T Mobile customer now, if you're a new customer, you get free MLS pass. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to lengths to like, get people to do it. And they're spending money to market it, and they're still struggling with assimilation, right? Yeah, and, and I think it's a, it's again supply and demand, right? I mean, this is yes. this is I mean, whether it's MLS or the Pac-12, like like again, if you don't have. Uh, demand for your product. You can market your ass off, but ultimately that's not going to change things. And I think that is what the Pac-12 truly just doesn't understand. And, and, you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, President Randall or President Robbins or President Cossay or whoever, like the, 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 the fact is, is that you have to tell your story on your own right now. You have to build that brand value and they're just not. And I think, you know, think about it. Compare the Pac-12 to MLS. Yeah. MLS, Real Salt Lake, had a really good local TV presence. That's how I consumed it. 
you know, I, I, I go to half a dozen games a year. Um, I am a huge soccer fan. I think everybody who watches this show knows I'm a Chelsea FC fan. Yeah. Like passionate about it. Yeah. I enjoy going to MLS matches, but I also enjoyed watching David James on television, call those matches. David James for our national audience is the local play-by-play voice of RSL on TV. The problem is Bill Riley was a fantastic play-by-play voice on the radio. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. David James has really struggled to call games on the radio because he's a TV guy. In in soccer specifically, calling games on the radio is very different than calling games on TV. Well, and I think it's right? this concept of, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw something together. We're just we're just gonna but, but it's not just throw something together. Here's the problem with that. I wonder, did MLS consider the revenue stream that was lost on the local broadcast market. I think that's the question. When you talk about throwing something together, that's the question. How much money was lost on that local TV deal? Is there a revenue stream there that's no longer there? Now, is it more incumbent on teams like RSL to win matches, build points? You know, like right now, Real Salt Lake's on the outside looking in at the MLS playoffs. We have a marathon to run here. But they're on the outside looking in at, at the playoffs. If you don't have home, you know, home matches that are sold out and you're not selling shirts and you're not selling hats and you're not selling hot dogs and hamburgers and you don't have a local TV deal, I wonder how much that impacts you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it is something that I would, man, I think it's a fascinating conversation around the Pac-12. Yeah. Because does... Does Cal need to now win games? If you're all on stream or if you're making $22 million a year, tell me that Cal doesn't need to win games to make money in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Look at, because they're not getting the Nike money that Oregon's getting. Yeah. They're not getting the built-in crowd that Washington gets. They're not sold out at Rice-Eccles in, in Salt Lake City the way Utah is. You know, like you look at some of these Stanford who even when they're at their best, they only sell half their tickets at the farm for football. Yeah. Right? And if your TV money now comes in lower, how much more are you going to reach into your pocket to subsidize athletics? Because football pays the bills for just about everybody. Right. Right. And now you have a historically low final four. Granted, they're locked into their CBS TV deal for years, right? I think six more years on the NCAA tournament deal at CBS. Historically low final four for UConn and San Diego State. What does that say about the state of college basketball and the money that's going to be made or not made on TV when you have mid-majors like San Diego State and and UConn, who I think is a mid-major, and great, go ahead and call them a blue blood. Uh Go ahead and call them a blue blood, but nobody's excited to watch UConn on television. Yeah, That's just the reality of it. And they're a basketball only because their football team doesn't move the needle. Their football program doesn't move the needle at all. So... Again, call me a hater. Say what you want to say. I feel like MLS is a very interesting test balloon for going in on, on streaming altogether. Yeah, I think you know the only the only thing I would say. I mean, I agree with that, and and I think the the thing I struggle with with what they've done with it is like you're you're marketing through telephone companies, through phone companies. Like, who thought that was going to be a good idea? Like, why would I you mean, not? I, I understand that though. You don't, you don't think that, I mean, the, the being on a mobile phone is our lifeblood. I can tell you that right now. Right. But that's not the only way to get on a, a, a mobile phone, obviously. Like if you're trying to get a sports fan, 
you you need to you need to connect the the person who's in their house with their kids watching stuff on their phone to your product. So how do you do that? Well, you do that in a variety. You can do it in a variety of different ways, but I don't think just giving it to somebody who's picking up a phone at T-Mobile and saying, "Hey, by the way, since you got this plan, you get access to Apple TV Plus and the MLS package." How do you know that that person actually even wants the MLS package? That's the thing I've always struggled with with that concept. You yeah. need to get your product in front of people who want to consume it. So, you know, that's great that you're on Apple TV, but ultimately, you got to be, you know, doing a great job in this deal of of getting, you know, highlights and getting content and getting all that stuff out to people who already want MLS content who ideally are not on Apple TV. That's how you grow an audience and that's what when i say throw stuff together that's what i'm talking about like hey we're gonna go all in on streaming and i'm with you i love that i think it's great but there are going to be inherent challenges initially that you have to overcome that i think maybe yeah. I, I don't know if they if they didn't account for them or, or what happened but clearly it just hasn't panned the way that either of them i want yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. What's up this hour of the show presented by our good friends at TryDayTrading.com. You guys, so good to hear so many of our viewers going and getting the $10 30-day membership. Please go and do it. Hook it up at TryDayTrading.com. You know, it it is $10 that's a charitable donation, so a tax write-off. And I say every day on this show, if you're tired of your boss or you hate going to work and you've always had that dream of working for yourself, Day trading is absolutely the way to do that. It is lucrative. You are going to make a ton of money because at TryDayTrading.com, very simply, they are the best day trading institution in the country when it comes to, hey, let me teach you how to be a prolific day trader. It's a pretty simple process. If you look on the screen, look at step number two right there. $10 will be donated to a charitable organization. You get a 30-day membership. Try out their program. You get one-on-one -on -one coaching with your own professional day trading coach to trade using their proprietary leading indicators, their own algorithms and systems that teach you how to make hundreds and thousands of dollars every single day. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. I hope people understand that. Tridaytrading.com. So all I'm asking you to do right now Go to TridayTrading.com no matter where you are in this great country of ours, coast to coast, all throughout North America. Yeah. TridayTrading.com. Spend $10 to change the rest of your life. That's all I'm asking you to do. It's 10 bucks. You get a 30-day membership to learn how to be a prolific day trader. Their graduates of their program are making thousands of dollars a day doing it full time. They have people who do it as a side hustle that make hundreds of dollars a day. Yes. And I ask you again, what do you have to lose? Yeah. What do you have to lose? I mean, imagine imagine having your car payment covered. Imagine having your you know, mortgage hell, covered. Even your mortgage. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's just there's just no reason not to not to give it a shot. And and you know, I'll be candid with you guys. Uh we, we got some numbers back today, and there are quite a few people who have tried it this month. And there are quite a few people who tried it who are staying in the program because yes. it works. And I think and, and and again, you know, we always try to tell you guys like, hey, like we try to give you opportunities where it's like, hey, go and try this. Like, you know, bucked up free link, try day trading. Like there's all these things that we give you guys to try that don't cost you uh, a ton of money. I mean, it literally is $10 to go and see for 30 days if you like this program. And we, are, we know, not our opinion, 
we know from Trade, they've told us, hey, Monty Show listeners are going, checking out the program, and it's working for them. So if you haven't tried it, go find it. TridayTrading.com. And again, I'm just going to put this up here real quick so you guys can see it. Uh, go check out uh, the website. You'll see right here in the middle of the stage, uh, in the middle of the page, you go to step two, try us out for 30 days, and it's 20 seconds. You fill out a form, your name, your 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 full name, your email address, and then there's a drop down that says, where'd you hear about us? Click on the Monty Show, boom, they'll give you a 10-day membership for 30 days at trydaytrading.com. All right, enough of us, more of you. Don't forget John Kimball, the president of uh, Real Salt Lake, will join us coming up here in about 25, 30 minutes. Right at four o'clock, uh, John will join the program uh, to talk about the business of yes. RSL, and I, I really oh, am looking forward to talking to him about the impact that the uh, that the TV deal uh, has had on on his bottom line. Uh, that's coming up at four o'clock. First one in today. Let me go all the way back to the top. All By the way, way, back to the top. You guys, phenomenal job. I appreciate you. Uh, yesterday was one of the biggest membership days we've ever had on the show. Um, if you'd like to become a member, it ranges from $1.99 all the way up to $9.99. For $9.99, you get into our Instagram members-only group, um, which, trust me, is everything from sports, our dogs, Laurie Markinen serving in the Finnish military over the summer. Like We talk about everything in there, and it's really a great community. So yeah. for $9.99, you get into that, but for $1.99, you join the show. We read all your comments first such as C. Kaufman, who's a member of the show. He says, good day, casuals. How much longer can the schools in the pack wait? They need to start planning for 2024 uh, and soon. I agree. Good casual. I agree. Yeah. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a long time. I don't think that schools in this conference are willing to sit here and just wait. No. I truly do not. Uh, Mike Chase says, just curious, Monty, if a pack team leaves, does a TV deal go down if they have already offered? Anytime, and I think, you know, uh, Commissioner uh, Navarez from the Mountain West talked yeah. about this on the show. Anytime a team comes into or leaves your conference, the TV deal gets reworked. So uh, there is, the problem is, if you sign a grant of rights, you have to pay to get out of that grant of rights. Right. So that's why schools in the Pac-12 are so hesitant to sign a grant of rights well, And that's the issue right in now. the ACC, right? I mean, the yes. ACC exit penalty is massive. $500 million. I mean, that's why they're still just sitting there. Yeah, it's a huge, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, Truck Stop Gumby said, I just had uh, Chick-fil-A Nuggies. Dude, why are you going to Chick-fil-A? Why are you going to Chick-fil-A, well, Chick dude? Chick Come you on, dude. Uh, <laughs> Nate uh, Simons, who's a member, says, hello, guys. Hope it stops snowing on you in Utah. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful 50-degree sunny day. Bluebird yeah. day in Utah today. Crazy how the weather's changed. Cowboy Rev says, let's have a great show as always. There's plenty of toast for all the butter. Says, hope everyone is having a good day. Thanks for doing the show every day and interacting with the community. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate that. Um, let's see. From the program, from that program, they are suggesting two ways to get more linear, which neither equals Big 12 visibility. First is PAC Network. Second is ION. Well, what I would tell you is, is that I don't think that Ion Scripts is, and, and you know, I'll ask again, um, but I, I don't believe that Ion Scripts is involved. I, I don't. I mean, um, they came on our show and told us straight away we're not involved with the Pac-12. Yeah. 
That's what they said. We're not involved in their in their deal. So I I have I have anytime you hear that Ion Script is involved, and again, while we're sitting here, I'll send an email to our, to our guy at Scripps and ask him. Uh, but I I don't you know I don't I just don't think that they're involved. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Big Twelve number one BYU BYU will own the Big Twelve. Well, not in the near term. Uh, he also says first time catching a live video. Good to see you. Appreciate you being yeah, here. Good to see you. Um, Alexander Schmidtley. Big 12 versus Big Each matchup announced today. K-State plays Villanova. What do I always tell you guys? Another week, another big announcement from the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep making them, dude. They just keep making deals. And this one with the Big East is an ongoing relationship. Yeah. But they just keep going. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, of course, the Pac-12 is deranged. Don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. Um, Patrick Boren says Sikkim 365 saying the date is being bumped out even further. Yeah, I, I think it, I think they'd like to have a deal. You know, it depends on who in the league you talk to. Yeah. I think they'd like to have a deal done by July 1st. Yeah. It, it, you know, just again, trying to filter all the information that we get on it. I think it's July 1st. I think that that's that, my opinion that presidents feel like they have a lot of time. And I know I keep saying that, and I know it's something we talk about a lot, but I genuinely feel feel that they feel that way, that they think that, hey, you know, we would have just started negotiating this thing. Like, we have plenty of time. Like, it's all good. Um, you know, and that's why pushing out the date is what they want to do. And I, I you know, think it's I think it's incredibly foolish to have presidents talking to the media. Yeah, well. I think it's a huge mistake. And But who's going to say that to them? And this is the Pac-12's problem. I mean, the, the commissioner in any company or or business should be the one doing the talking not presidents you know like and that's the th that's the tough part i think that 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 comment from president robbins on big 12 numbers this one right here i know what the big 12 number is i just need to hear what the pac 12 number is and i can make a decision i think that's the one that will live in 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 infamy because you don't walk that back because Sometimes what is he think i just say shit what is President Robbins at Arizona saying there? Well, I know that it's $31 million in the Big 12. If it's less than that in the Pac-12, I'm going to go to the Big 12. You know. And then I can make a decision. You don't walk that back. Yeah. You don't go to your next source. You don't go to Canzano and say, hey, dude, I need you to put this out. And then think that that's just going to be okay. Yeah. So for everybody saying that, you know, hey, Dave Ro or President Robbins said this or that or what he said to Dennis Dodd about the school's proximity to the uh, Big 12 footprint and the league's powerhouse basketball brand as the basis for some affinities and then to turn around, excuse me, turn around and also say, I just need to hear what the Pac-12's number is and then I'll make a decision. I want it. That's a huge problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. Yep. Sorry, man. You don't walk that back. And it, it just doesn't matter to me. It, it just doesn't matter to me that you, you can spin that any way you want. Yeah. You just said, as soon as you find out what the Pac-12 number is, you'll make a decision on staying or going. Which would suggest, hey, whichever number's bigger is where I'm going. There's no walking that back. Yeah, dude. Right? And uh, to Utah's credit, Utah's made it very clear. We don't feel like we're a fit in the Big 12. We want to stay in the Pac-12. All right, cool. To Arizona's credit, they've made it very clear. They have no allegiances. It's yeah. all about that bread, dude. Yep. And I, I have no problem with them saying that. I have no problem with them saying that whatsoever. I really don't. 
Uh, Bryce Martin says, I feel the uh, Pac-12 members like Utah and Cal will eventually just take a bad deal to stay together rather than split. Well, I think that's absolutely, absolutely a, a, a chance. Lopes Van Gabe says, like button casuals. Absolutely. Please hit, hit the, the like, like button. button. It really helps us grow. By the way, congratulations. Yeah. We passed 15,000 subscribers overnight. So we appreciate that very much. Thank you for... Um, Thank you for being, a again, the best part of the show that we're at 15,000 subs uh, is flipping fantastic. 5,000 um, more. That we're pushing half a million views a month on this show is unbelievable. Yes. Um, 15,048. So if you're not a subscriber, please give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. It also would be really nice if you would hit the bell to get notifications when our content goes. So thank you for that. But yeah, unbelievable that you guys have gotten us to 15,000 subs. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, his new name's Jeff, uh, says this week as the Pac-12 turns. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Capazzo, what's up, my guy in the GC? Well, of course the Pac is delusional. They always have been and always will be. I I, I think that's exactly right. It's kind of sad, dude. Like. Tanner Plummer in. Tanner, your guy's coming on the show in 23 minutes. Yeah, careful, dude. Careful. You wanted RSL content, Tanner. You got it. John Kimball on the show in 23 minutes. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, we love the full Monty show. Thank you. Thank you. Roger Sales says, damn glad to be here. Thank you. Um, Let's see. Uh, Carl Dahlquist, Pac-12 is Papa Crazy. Could be. Because it's garbage. Could be. Salty drunk. Ooh, salty drunk. Do you have a game tonight? Tonight. By the way, if you're a uh, Jazz OKC viewer tonight, this is going to be my pick tonight. My Monty makes you money pick tonight. Yeah. But before I tell you what it is, I don't know that the Jazz can field a full basketball team tonight. Yeah, they've uh, <laughs> lost some participants to, uh, you know, oddball reasons. Markinen, Sexton, Clarkson, Kessler, and Rudy Gay are out tonight. <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, you know, another Ochai Agbaji bank shot will happen tonight. Ochai, Ochai Agbaji uh, twisted his ankle, taking a leak. Uh, He's out. Okay, uh, <laughs> who's on the Salt Lake City Stars? Who's coming up? Yudoka Azubuki for the win. You guys, if you want to kick it, we'll flow. OKC's minus seven, 239 and a half in what I think is a must-win game. Have to have it. Now, James. Have to have it. James, there's no need to be all salty today, okay? We don't need... We don't need that today. It's okay. We can talk about the mediocrity of your OKC Thunder peacefully. Peacefully. That's yeah. right. Uh, Brandon Unruh says, GK deserves the Procrastination Award of the Century. George Klyovkov <laughs> does. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, M. Vinsk. 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 M. 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 Uh, it's almost like the commissioner's office wants to delay this, so it will make it tough. For any university to give notice without penalties. There is no penalty for them to give notice right now today. None whatsoever. They can leave. After they they will play out the string this season and then they're out. Yeah. They're gonna have to pay their part of the Comcast deal, but they're out. Plain and simple. Uh DeLambo, what's up? I'm excited to see how far the Cavs will go. Cavs got one tonight too. Donnie's gonna be on his own. Donnie. Yeah, because everybody's out for them as well. Uh, let's see, Jeremy Callahan. Yeah, if the deal was so great, it would already have been signed, sealed, and delivered. Indeed, That's what I'm it would saying, have. Dude. 
Jason, how the heck are you? People forget the Pac-12 was screwed even with USC and UCLA. Big media wants certain schools, not the whole conference. Well, but I also think if you had USC and UCLA, you would be even with the the Big 12 and probably at $40 million. Keep it real. Because those are heritage brands and USC football games are always going to be relevant. Even when you're you're crap, you're going to be relevant. Yeah, there there's just no no doubt about that. Um, so I would, I don't know, I could disagree with that. Oh, Jake, pull it out. Let's ah, go. We're pulling it out here. Let's go. Yeah. Raider Mark is a member of the program. Let's go. Woo! And how about Raptor eighty eight? Let's go. Giving out five gift memberships. Let's go. Hello, Buckeye Lou. Hell yeah. Let's go. Chase Stewart. Wear it out. Let's go. Hook it up. I love it when you guys gift memberships. Thank you so much for doing that. Your support of the program is very much appreciated. If you would like to join as a member, as Raider Mark did. Program. There you go. Remember, we have a $1.99 membership that gets you uh, notated, and we read all your comments. For $9.99 a month, you get into our exclusive members-only Instagram group. As my guy um, Geoff does, he says, hey, guys. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Jake. Guys, 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 how guys. How about your guy, uh, hey guys. guy Otani hey with a pitch clock violation? Yeah, what a douche. Uh, Raider Mark says, let's go casuals. Uh, day, casual days are over. That's right, Raider let's Mark. Let's go, Raider Mark. Let's go. Uh, DeLambo says, USC was the glue holding the conference together. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, it was kind of. they were kind of the butter for the toast, you know? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, yeah, not, nothing for me. N- nothing on Come the on, butter dude. for the toast. Come on, yeah. I'm not sinking to your childish Come levels. Come on. I'm not. But, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. See, Kaufman says, pull it out, Jake. See, hey. See what he did there? See what he did there? Uh, oh, God. Richard Head. See what he did uh, Richard Head. Okay, Richard Head. Ri- like, okay, okay. Anita Dick and me. I love the sound of Monty's voice, of course. As a Southerner, I think any voice sounds good relative to my own. Okay, dickhead. Appreciate Holden you. Medic. Hold up, you know. Wow, Richard Head. Holden Medic. Maybe you should get to BuckedUp.com. Nice name. And use the promo code Mati25. Jake, let's open up the. the oh, I've been the, open, bro. I'm really, I'm halfway gone on this thing, man. Let's go. Dude, Bucked I, I, up the official you. energy drink of the Monty program. Last night slept like crap. You know, rolled around all night. Had one of those nights where the brain didn't turn off. And I was like, all right, tomorrow's going to be a grind, but we're going to get up, we're going to go to the gym, and I'm going to get that bucked up in. Got that bucked up, just keep me going through the day, man. Dude, I'm telling you, one week from today, I'm getting that ass roto-rootered, and I'm just saying, whoa, 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 easy. I'm just saying. Hugh Janus. I am, I, they, the, the folks at U Health called me today, colonoscopy a week from today. Hugh Janus. So we will be off next Wednesday so I can shart myself all over the house. Um, my, are, you, are you nervous, dude? Not at How all. How are you feeling? I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. I'm nervous as hell. Yeah, I'd be nervous too, bro. Um, be, but uh, again, I poop like the, the clockwork. Like, I put out nice, healthy output on the toilet. Like, everything is good, Hugh man. Hugh Janus. Yeah, yeah seriously, seriously. Everything is good. Uh, so I'm not nervous like, oh, my God, do you have some terrible thing growing inside of you? I really, I don't think I do. 
But I also don't want to go back to two summers ago when I had terrible food poisoning and I was I was literally holding in every fart in terror. Dude. So next Wednesday, next Wednesday I'll be sitting in my bathroom the entire day. Bro, I believe when you had that food poisoning, you made a comment of like, hey, it's coming out both sides. Oh, dude, it was that terrible. That was one of the worst times ever. Do you guys want you guys don't want to know this? I varted one time. You varted. Vomited and Bro. I vitted. I guess it'd be vitted. Vitted? Oh yeah. It was terrible. That was the worst two days of my life. Yeah, you vitted. Dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Damn. It was not good. Well, way to interrupt <laughs> our uh read for our good friends at uh Bucked Up Energy. <laughs> Super stoked, you guys. So excited. They have a new product coming out next week that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but I cannot wait. I, 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 it's, it's in the mail to my house, so I'm going to get to be one of the first people to try it. Super stoked. But again, what happened this morning, dude? I slept like a baby last night. Got up at 5 a.m., went to the gym, had my racked BCAs from Bucked what Up. You bitch. I'm telling you, they're phenomenal. Do you even get lift? them at buckedup.com? Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. But again, I tell you every day, much like Triday Trading, $10, 30-day try it out membership, right? 10 bucks. That's it. At Bucked Up Energy, it's free. 100% free, three free samples, and one of their awesome shaker cups, which I forgot my bucked up shaker today. It's in the dishwasher. It's in the dishwasher, but it is the best shaker. Get it free. Any color combination you want. You, If you're a Texas Tech Red Raider fan, get black with a red top or red with a black. You Any color you want. Three free samples. Get the BCAs. Get the LFG. My wife is rocking the low stim lfg pre-workout so some people don't like a bunch of caffeine and high stimulant yeah i'm not one of them i'm telling you bucked up makes an entire line of what they call low stim mrs monty's all about it get the free samples don't take our word for it get the free samples the link is in the description below bucked up the official energy product of the monty show the best flavor miami right now at buckedup.com they have a great deal on all of their miami products so their pre-workouts, everything you need, buckedup.com, promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. All right, let's see. Who's uh, who's in? Roger Sales, do you cut the crust off the toast before you butter it? No, dude. Are you freaking serious? I'm telling you, I don't think it's the end of the world to dude. cut the crust off. No. My mom used to do that for me. So Jay Chapman says, Lord Varder. Exactly right. Lord Varder. Uh, two Monta, M Masta. Two Masta says the leaks from Monty's food poisoning are more reliable than the Pac-12 media. <laughs> exactly right. Well played. Well played there. That was well done. Dude. Uh, Joey Z says slept through my colonoscopy. They even have a lollipop afterwards. I talked to the nurse today and I said, how long is this going to take? She said, from the time you walk in the door to the time you walk out the door, it's 90 minutes. What now? Let me tell you what now. I'm all for it, dude. 90 minutes and I'm under anesthesia, I'm good to go. Yeah. I'm I'm begging you. If you are 40 or over, talk to your doctor about your colonoscopy cuz it's um, just with all the red meat and with all the crap and ingredients in our food these days, man. I I actually cannot wait to get a colonoscopy. I just I I just I'm going to do it as often as I need to do it. Uh-huh. I I just am. It is, yeah. Alan White says, supposed to be an Audi, not an innie. Well, not next Thursday. <laughs> not next Thursday. 
Truck Stop Gumby says Mrs. Monty uh, hosts next Thursday. Nope. Nope. I'll we're, be here. We're actually, well, next Thursday you'll be here. I'll be here. I, the procedure's at 7.30 in the morning. So I should be home by 9 o'clock. I'll take a little nappy but, poo. So the plan, though, is that Wednesday, the day where you got to clear out. Yeah, the prep or, day. Yeah, the prep, the prep day prep where day. you're clearing out and there's a bunch of nuclear activity happening in the bathroom. Seriously. You know, that is the day that we're taking off because I wouldn't want my guy here to be rolling up on a bucked up read and then have to run out because Ooh. he was cleansing the system. Ooh, Patrick Bourne says every five years. You know, uh, Joseph Kirkpatrick says, don't be scheduling back to backs, man. Try not to. <laughs> Starry says, just had my colonoscopy done last week. The thing I remember before going under was the nurse grabbing my butt. Okay. Can you imagine? Good question for you guys. Would you ever be the doctor that does the colonoscopy? We were talking about this today. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine your job every day is to do colonoscopies and all you look at all day is buttholes. Dude, you're underpaid at that point. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, right? Like, I mean, is there, like, you must be. We already underappreciate doctors and nurses. I'm telling you, man. When I die, I'm going to paradise. You know, stutter, stutters, says Jake not co-hosting with Sarah Todd next <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Patrick Bourne says, nope, no colonoscopy for me. Hey, man. Hey, dude, I, I just, cool. I think you, yeah. Sebasta says explosive diarrhea, so essentially a Kanzano column. Oh, my Damn, God. bro. Damn. Kanzano's <laughs> not a bad guy. He's not. It's just a domino. We're still all sitting here waiting for the domino, Kanzano. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, let's see. MJB set says, can't wait for a colonoscopy. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said that. And I know why you're saying it, but I, I just, you know. I'm actually looking forward, A, to getting that clean bill of health. But because I, my wife is on this thing where she's like, we're 50. We've got 50 more years to go. Fucking right. I want to live to be 100 and I want to know that I'm healthy. And dude, you would laugh at me. You would think I'm a 100-year-old man already. I eat like high-fiber cereal every morning for breakfast. I'm a shredded wheat fan. Like, and I'm, I have to tell you. I'm every, all of that. The day when I don't eat shredded wheat and then I'm back on shredded wheat, it's real, bro. Oh, my it God. It is real. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's real. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, Louis Capasso says, oh, how far we've fallen in this conversation today. <laughs> Game wrong. Game wrong. Uh, Joseph Kirkpatrick, all jokes aside, fit tests are a good alternative if you don't want a colonoscopy. What's a fit test? Never heard of that, dude. What is that? I don't that? know what that is. Um, let's see. Dallas, uh, salty drunk. Dallas should still make uh, play in, right? No, I don't think nah, so. I don't man. think so, bro. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, uh, Maury Alvarez, the dirty job Mike Rowe needs to do is a gynecologist. Oh, man. That's a dirty job. Brian Hendrick, Hornbeck, excuse me. Brian Hornbeck, best farts are after a colonoscopy. How did we get here? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, Big Jack 512, um, a member says, carbs, you're doing it wrong. Hey, man, I eat carbs. I I freely admit. I freely admit. Yeah. I I probably shouldn't. Uh, Monty, all about the super colon blow. <laughs> Jeremy, you ain't wrong. Every, but every day, I put out luggage, dude. 
Uh, Mike Phillips, no colonoscopy for me equals a guy who will be carrying his stool in a bag on his hip someday. Oh, my God. Damn, bro. Chill. Good Lord. Damn. <laughs> chill, bro. Keeping it real. <laughs> Jesus. Mike Phillips ain't wrong. Dude, I'm telling you, if you are, Keep if you are, real. if you're 40 or older and you're not thinking about a colonoscopy or talking to your doctor about a colonoscopy, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Patrick Bourne trying to get us back on track says if the PAC conference were a person, what would their colonoscopy say? Wow. Was um, not trying to get us back on. They that's were, fucking interesting, man. You know, Jeremy Callahan says fit test more like fist test. Wow. What is a fit test? Wow. <coughs> what is a fit test? Is that one of those mail your poop into somebody? My sister-in-law had a false positive on one of those. So I don't Dude, know that I'm that. you take a dump in a bag and you send it to someone? I guess in a little bucket. Bro, I don't know what, what it is. Y'all feel me? Jim Choi, I had mine at 50. They put you to sleep, wake up, finished. I hope so, man. Damn. Wayne Gerbach, yeah, you won't want to be further than two steps away from the porcelain throne on Wednesday, Wayne. <laughs> we off next Wednesday. I'm but just telling you that. You should follow me if you don't follow me on Instagram. You should. You know. Uh, Hugh Janus. Maury Alvarez, colonoscopy fats better out than in is what I always say. Well... But and and you lose a bunch of weight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, man. You know. Big Jack says, "Dang, he's not wrong about that stool bag." No, he's not, dude. But still, that is just savage. No, bro. he's not. Uh, Cougar tail. Uh, Mira Lux. Enjoy the flow. <laughs> wow. wow, wow. Fecal immunochemical test. Oh my God, Darren. Okay, okay. Tanner T. Can you bring in your colonoscopy scope with you? I did my own research, and the gauge you use isn't big enough. Also, I'll stay awake. Thanks. Nah, bro. <laughs> See? Why would you want to stay awake? Do you want them to, like, numb yeah. your butthole? Like, what? Like, dude. I don't want to be awake for it. Just yeah, It's a 30-minute like, procedure. Just put me out lightly, and I'm fine to move on. I... I, I Anesthesia makes me nervous. I had an ACL repair that I I I was knocked out for my ACL repair, and I you know what it went by in like three seconds. You wait, you fall asleep. You're like, dude, oh, I'm awake. Sorry, put and it's over already. You literally wake up and you feel like you haven't been asleep, and it's over. And I'm hoping that's what this is, man. I'm hoping that's what this is. But what is your deal with anesthesia? What is your concern? It just freaks you out. I don't even want to say it. There, people have people have had negative outcomes. I see. I see. Okay. At, on anesthesia. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I know so, what you're saying. I get it. Ryan Fair says, my doctor was eating a ham sandwich moments before I went under for my colonoscopy. Okay, you need Dude, a new doctor. Bro. Bet you weren't expecting you know, this one. You need a new doctor. Jason says, uh, whoa, Jeffrey Dahmer has entered the chat. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you know, Brandon Butler says only worry when you go into the colonoscopy room and they have Marvin Gaye playing. Oh my God, bro. That's savage, bro. bro. What are you doing, man? Bro, Salty Drunk says in Australia, once you turn 50, the government sends out a pack and you need to return a sample. Okay. Uh, Big Jack says, uh, fit test equals stool sample. Yeah, that. Okay. Colonoscopy is not just a fecal investigation. It's not. It is the intestinal investigation polyps and other things shouldn't be there removed. Yeah. So essentially what the fecal test does, though, is they test for particulate in cells 
because you're obviously your poop goes through your intestines and through your colon. Yeah. So that's, but there are a lot of false positives on it from what I understand. So, you know, I, and ba- basically my wife just had her colonoscopy in like November or October. Yeah. And they, it, I mean, she was fine. Like she, you know, the funniest thing is when, when we walked out of the hospital, she's like, I'm starving. Where are we going to eat? Cause she was like, <laughs> she was hungry. Cause you basically can't really eat the day before. Well, and it kind of, yeah. I mean, it's just a system clearing thing. I mean, not only are you empty on the backside, you're there's nothing in your stomach. Like yeah. it just is, I mean, it, you know that, and that's why it cuts you down. Yeah. I, it, it makes me a little nervous. Yeah. It does. Big Dog O-Town says, basically, just set up shop in your bathroom. Real talk. You ain't wrong. Dude. Uh, Salty Drunk says, bowel cancer is a killer, dudes. Yes, it, it is. is, bro. It, it is. is nothing to play with. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, they test for antibodies generated in response to cancer cells. Yes, they test your stool. I, I just I know that we all get uncomfortable about colonoscopies, but as men, we have to do it. You got to have your prostate. You got to take care of your prostate and your colon. Yeah. And the way we eat today, we eat so many charred meats and red meats and stuff. You you have to do it, you guys. You have to do it. Yeah. It's not something that you can take lightly. And I know it's embarrassing. And I know that we all make light of it. But in all seriousness, man, they say the age is that my doctor told me straight away at 40 years old, I start recommending colonoscopies. Like, especially if you have family history of colon cancer or diverticulitis or any of that. Get a colonoscopy because it is, it just wreaks havoc on your system. It truly does. And with all of the crap we put into our stomachs these days, yeah, it's just not, it's not ideal. Anyway, this hour of the show is presented at always by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MOTC25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And I tell you what, man, we give away a lot of deals on this show. A two-topping medium for $6.99 might be the best deal of the day. Whether it's game day, movie night, or just a busy day, it's always time for Papa Murphy's. And now you can get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99. That's right. The whole family can get exactly what they want any day of the week for any occasion. Any toppings, any sauce, only $6.99. Now that's medium. If only everything else in life was like our deal. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza so you can make the pizza great. Order online today at papamurphys.com. Indeed, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Remick Johnson says this is a sports channel. It is, but you know what it is? It's a dude channel. Yeah. We're just a bunch of guys hanging out and Again, I understand it's uncomfortable. Some people don't like talking about their health or going to the doctor or colonoscopies or. Well, can I ask a question? Just out of curiosity, for for because we get this sometimes. Hey, it's a sports channel. Mm-hmm. Do we not all understand that sports and life run like right next to each other? Oh. And and I'm not yeah. I'm not I am in no mood to talk any type of politics today. I'm talking about life and sports. Health, marriage, dating, like, cars, yeah. chicks, food. food. Like, it all runs National right Burrito to each other. today, by yeah, the way. Yeah, dude, National Burrito, burrito day. day today. Like, go get your Chipotle and then go and handle your business. Yeah, I'm just telling you, you guys, we, we, we have one of my favorite things about this show. Um, and again, we're just, the show is expanding yeah. exponentially. It's phenomenal. And I really appreciate all you guys. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that we've built this community. And, you know, like the way you guys support our sponsors, whether it's tridaytrading.com or 
Locked Up Energy or the Advocates at theadvocates.com. It's the community that we've built together. That's what makes this show special. So, you know what, man? And I, I understand it's if you if today's your first day on the show, I would ask you, give us a couple of days. Listen to the show. Understand that there is a flow to the show. Yeah. We do a ton of sports talk. We're the we're easily the biggest sports talk show in Utah. We're according to YouTube, they told us a couple of weeks ago, hey, you guys are top five percent of um sports talk streamers on YouTube. Like we do a lot on this show. We do yeah. a lot of sports on this show, but we also do a lot of life on this show. Um, you know, whether it is, oh my God, the Jazz are tanking or not tanking, or we we just have a great community, and I feel very lucky. And Remick or C. Kaufman, my guy Salty Drunk, Stop Truck Stop Gumby, you know, whoever it might be on this show, you guys have all supported us phenomenally, and we appreciate that. And that's why we try to do what we do. The Monty Show is, as course, of course, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. I've known Matt Driggs, one of the original partners, and all the guys at The Advocates for over 10 years, way back to my 1320K fan days. The Advocates are just good people. And when you're in an accident, you get hurt at work, man, you didn't deserve to get in that car accident. You didn't deserve to get hurt at work. Rely on somebody who's got the experience you need at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com or theadvocates.com. They're just salt of the earth people, man. And I really, you know, as we were just sitting here talking about how much the show has grown and it's because we do business with good people like The Advocates. Trust me, man, if you've been in a car accident or if you've gotten hurt at work or if you're fighting for your social security, it's another thing they offer. They're the experts at it. And everybody that tells you, man, do I need an attorney? Yes. You need an attorney. And by the way, it's risk-free because it costs you nothing, nothing at all, to talk to an attorney live online at theadvocates.com. Hey, look at that. Let's get our guy, John Kimball, president of the uh, illustrious RSL Real Salt Lake. John, good to meet you. Welcome to the program, man. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Yeah, and you know, John, the funny thing is, we have so many people who are like, you guys need to do RSL content. You guys have to talk about RSL. No, I'm just, I'm curious. You guys have had so much change in whether it's everything you went through with the ownership change and now the TV change. How's life for you at RSL and in MLS? You know, it's it's great. Honestly, right now, it's been a tough stretch. Couple couple of tough, tough games in the last couple of weeks, but... Overall, uh, things are fantastic. I just got back yesterday from our Board of Governors meeting uh, down in Cupertino, California, uh, and the owners went on a big tour of the Apple uh, headquarters. Uh, you know, the whole media deal has been fantastic to be uh, standing next to the biggest media company in the world uh, is just a fantastic opportunity for our league, for our team, uh, for the trajectory of, of soccer and football in America. And I'm, I'm just really excited about where we're headed leading up to World Cup in 2026. So a lot, of, a lot of amazing things happening for us right now. Well, let's talk about your TV deal because I, I will tell you, for one, here's my struggle with, with the Apple TV situation. I miss David James on TV. And I miss... I miss the radio call with Bill and I, I just was so fond of that setup. Yeah. And I miss the local broadcaster. And we, you know, we've been sitting here for six weeks talking about the Pac-12 deal. Yeah. Let me ask you straight away, like, how has life been being a business partner with Apple TV? 
And how has it impacted the way that you guys do business? You know, straight up, we, we just had fantastic representation here locally. We were one of the top five markets uh, for viewership. And, um, you know, the partnerships that we had with KUTV and KSL and, and with David James and Bill Riley, and it was just one of the best in the league, quite honestly. So for us, you know, it, it was a tough transition in the sense that we knew we were walking away from that. Uh, you know, one of the, the things that's unique that a lot of people don't know or understand is on uh, Apple Plus, on the MLS channel, you can actually listen to David James call the game live. Uh, there's an option for you to click and listen to the local broadcast, which was one of the things that we were very excited of because we, to your point, we know that there's a lot of fans that that's really important to. So we're encouraging people to, to obviously watch the games, but to listen to the local broadcast and it's a transition. And, and I think you're going to see a lot of leagues and a lot of sports go through this transition uh, here in the near future. And one of the things I was most worried about was, are they going to call the games fairly? And, you know, for a small market, sometimes we don't get the love that some of the big markets get with some of the, the big broadcasting uh, talent. Uh, but I, I have to admit, I've been very pleased and, and, and really, quite honestly, surprised that they've done such a, a great job and, and calling the games fairly and being very educated about our club and what's important to us uh, in Utah. And I think they're doing a great job. And, and like I said, I do think it's the wave of the future. I think you're going to see a lot of other sports go this direction. And uh, the MLS is just ahead of the game. And, and we're learning some things, I think, for some other uh, leagues at this point. But uh, Again, there's nobody I'd rather be standing next to than Apple at this point. Yeah, and I, I think the the interesting thing is, for me anyways, what's the feedback been from your fans? Because I, I am one of the people who, I'm a casual RSL supporter. Like, I'm a huge fan of Chelsea Football Club. I'm a huge Premier League guy. So the way that soccer is presented on television in this country is incredibly important to me yeah. because I probably only go to a match or two every five years being a yeah. Chelsea fan in London, right? So... I'm curious, for me, it hasn't been a great experience, but I wonder what have your season ticket holders and what have RSL fans given you guys as a club feedback on the Apple TV deal? You know, the, 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 the production equipment that they're using is, is some of the highest quality that's out there. So I think as far as the quality goes and the presentation of the game, uh, it's up to Apple's uh, you know, bar that they set. And, and I think it's been high. And in fairness, a lot of our fans are saying the same thing you're saying, that they're, they're missing the local broadcast. Again, we're trying to get the word out that you can hear the local broadcast. Um, but, you know, Dunny uh, is, is uh, he, he was probably one of our biggest critics, quite honestly, <laughs> and was pretty tough on us, uh, but also is a huge advocate uh, of our club. And uh, we're so proud of him and what he's doing with Apple. And so, yeah, we absolutely, that's, that's been the feedback that we missed that local broadcast. Uh, but this is a transition year. And I think, you know, I think people will warm up to it. Do you, do you think about the branding? Do you think about the, lo the local feel? Because I think when you have a local TV deal, one of the things I'm curious about, A, was it a revenue stream for you guys on that local TV deal? And has Apple, have you gotten close? Because I think quite honestly, in this year one, and 
By the way, thank you for saying that because I think people want instant results right now. We want the very best and all the money today. Yeah. Right. And that's, I just don't think that's, that's, I don't think that's realistic is the right yeah. word. But yeah, it was your local TV deal a revenue stream for you guys. And have you had to be creative in, in replacing that part of your, of your branding? Yeah. I mean, it was our biggest advertisement. Absolutely. No doubt to have our game broadcast, you know, essentially for free over the air uh, was a fantastic fantastic uh marketing tool for us uh and and obviously now with the subscription uh you know initially the, the those numbers go down and we hope that they'll get back to where they were in the future uh so essentially on that side but then again you look at the marketing that apple's putting behind it if you have an apple device you literally can't pick up your phone and look at apple news or anything apple associated and not see something about the MLS. And so again, that's good for all of us. That's good for our league. That's good for our future. And it, again, it's a transition. You know, Are there things that are better? Are there things that are worse? I think there's certainly trade-offs across the board. Apple's commitment to us financially, uh, being a single entity league uh, helps all of the clubs across the board. And so, um, you know, there's going to be some give and take initially, but I think in the long run, you know, what we had in the past, unfortunately, I don't believe was sustainable. And I think it had to change and for it to change and have a partnership with Apple, again, is just the, the best of the best. And so um, we met just this uh, this time yesterday and Apple executives were, were in the room uh, commenting on their commitment and where they're going with us. And, and they essentially said, we just, we don't do things halfway and we're gonna make this successful. And we're very excited about how it's kicked off. And so I think there's just better things to come. And, and one of the other things that I thought was really unique is that there's been some feedback and some concerns about, you know, when you get on, you kind of see the scores of the games and, you know, we've given feedback of, hey, you got to take the scores down because some people don't want to see the score. They want to watch the game. They've been very reactionary to the feedback that we're giving them that's coming from the fans, which, you know, a lot of times that's like trying to turn the Titanic. I mean, yes. they're listening and responding very quickly and they want it to be uh, an amazing experience uh, for their customers and, and for our league. How important is America First been to you guys? Because obviously you have a big relationship with them now. And I, I think when you look at the the naming rights and you look at the, the, it feels like a very deep woven relationship with you guys. So how important have they been to you guys? Oh, they've been fantastic. Uh, you know, in the economy now uh, to have a financial institution step up um, and, um, and partner with us across across the board. Now they're, they're stepping up and partnering with our women's team as well. The Royals, um, they're just one of the best companies I've ever worked with in my career. They're good people. Um, and they're just, uh, I, I can't even thank them enough as far as their support. And, and really when you have a partnership with people that you respect and that you enjoy working with, it, it just makes the scenario all that much more fun. And, uh, to have, Tammy and Thane and Brett and all the people that we work with there be not only just huge fans of our club, but just 
good, good people and good friends to work with. And, and one of the things I really pride our club on is getting results and being able to work with partners and then making sure that there's an ROI for them and that they're happy with our partnership. And the fact that they keep coming back and asking what else they can do is showcasing that it's working and that our fan base is stepping up. And you as a fan uh, of sports knows the affinity that is there. You will drive the extra couple miles to fill up at a gas station that supports your team because you're this type of a fan or that type of a fan, and it makes a difference. And so for us to build those type of relationships and then have our fans support those partners uh, is what it's all about. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it's interesting, the ownership situation and the, the, you know, the kind way to put it is the darkness that came out of the Deloy Hansen situation into now what feels like almost a best case scenario and you, you, you had to, you, you were here before you came back. I mean, there had to be some trepidation with corporate partners and coming out of that Deloitte situation. How hard was it for you guys to leave that behind, to get into new ownership and to get into, even with, you know, Ryan Smith getting involved and now it's such, it feels like such a local, local team. How difficult was that transition? But more really, John, how important was it for you guys to handle that well? You know, yeah, that was a that was a tough time for a lot of reasons, uh, and it, it, I would say more so even COVID was was the biggest challenge. And I will say that there were some issues, but uh, Deloy Hansen did some remarkable things for this club in the in the sense of building the academy and putting in some of the infrastructure. And and when I was brought back, I, I was literally the first employee of Real Salt Lake and worked here for a number of years, and then left to go work for the Utah Jazz. Uh, and was brought back uh, to to help sell the club. You know, there there was a lot of work that needed to be done. Um, in the sense that we 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 had those social issues going on, and then we also had COVID. And um, again, I'll go back to just having amazing partners and and being able to connect with people that I've worked with for years. Uh, to go to them and say, look. We're going to do the very best we can to right this ship. We need you to step up and believe in us. And I would say, you know, for the most part, 90, 95% of our uh, business partners decided to step up and stay with us and work with us and, and wanted to see this club thrive because they knew how important a club like this and a sports entity like this is to our community. And, to have Ryan and David step in and also voice that in saying that this club belongs to the community, that it is about our community, that it's healthy for us and it allows us to be, you know, one of the smaller markets to actually be considered with the top 10 markets in the country because of our sports programs and what we do. It puts Utah on the map for a lot of really positive reasons. And, and, you know, for us to kind of be at this point now uh, where we're accomplishing some, some great things on, with our sports teams, um, again, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget a story that, that was told where somebody was uh, doing business in China and the first question they asked about was, how was the jazz doing? And so it just gives you an idea of how sports translates across the globe and, and, and how important it is, even in business, to, to, 
to be involved and to to support your 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 local sports communities and and get behind them and um and and with that we've had the opportunity to really grow and and start to thrive and as i led out talking about world cup that quite honestly is going to be the culmination of and and i said this on another sports program the other day i believe that will be the largest sporting event to hit the united states in the history of our country. The 2026 World Cup will be the most significant sporting event. And you can debate this and 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 think about it. But when you look at 11 NFL stadiums being used for, you know, a, a number of weeks hosting the number one sport from around the world in our community and gathering the world to the United States, it just gives you an idea of the trajectory of our club, this league, and, and soccer or football in America. A couple more questions for you, uh, John Kimmel, the president at RSL is our guest on the Monty Shield, but um, real quick, season tickets, I know that you guys are, I think you're going through a transition on the field with, with the Apple TV situation. A, how do you feel like that's impacted your season tickets? And B, now, how important is it for you guys to put a quality product on the field for a significant stretch of time now to regain that season ticket base that you guys had and do you feel like you're on the the route to doing that oh absolutely i mean we've grown our season ticket base a couple of thousand season ticket holders in the last year uh, i think apple absolutely helps us but as you know you got to win you know you got to put a good product on the field um, but I will say it's a little bit different with soccer because you've got, as you know, in the EPL and, and clubs around the world, soccer tends to be a community um, asset in the sense that it is your club. And sometimes you don't win. And there's clubs in Europe that have never won. However, you know, that's their team and they're going to back their team come win or loss. There's Netflix series. There's all sorts of stuff on TV right now about, you know, just believing in your club and in your team. And, and one of the things that I'm really proud of with our club is, is when I was involved in the beginning, we weren't winning, but we were relevant and our players were known in our community and we were giving back and we were volunteering and we were showing that the community meant something. And I think that then shows the loyalty uh, because I think, Soccer professional soccer players tend to be more involved in their communities than than a lot of other professional sports, and they want to give back. They want to be involved, and I think that endears our community. Win or lose, uh, that endears the community to to support the club, and that's what I think is a little bit different, not only about our club but about soccer in general. And you know, and and again, it's it's obviously very important to win. But I also think our season ticket holders, if if we're showing integrity and we're showing bef- best efforts on the field and we're involved in the, in the community and giving back, our season ticket holders will support us. Well, and I also think it's incredibly enjoyable to go to a match. I mean, it is, you know, coming to the field, seeing it in person, being there, you know, the, just the atmosphere. Like, I mean, it's a it's a great place to bring your family. And to that end, the last question I have for you is, why was it so important to have a women's team involved in the organization? And why was it an initiative for RSL and your ownership group to make sure that that got done? 
You know, it's interesting you, you mentioned that because after the new ownership was announced, um, everybody was super excited. And the next question that we were asked on a consistent basis is when is the women's team coming back? And I know that our, our ownership is very proud uh, to have the Royals coming back. And for a lot of reasons, it's the, it's the right time to do the right thing. Um, the, the women's sports in Utah is huge. Soccer in Utah for women is huge. My daughter played and I've, I've been to so many games and, and traveled around the country to support her. And it's, it's one of the things that I'm most passionate about. I, I, I kind of make a joke because I love watching women's uh, soccer because they don't flop like the men do. They don't roll around 10 times when they get kicked in the shin. Uh, the, you know, they, they play a really clean, pure game. And we have a lot of women and men in our community that love, love the game and they want to come out. We were number two in the league for support uh, when the Royals were here. So, I'm really excited about what we're going to deliver on the field with the Royals and, uh, and, and uh, how they're going to be accepted back into our community. And, and we just are, we couldn't be prouder to bring that team back and to get going next year. Well, Hey John, I know you're uh, you're a busy guy and I appreciate you coming on the show. Really nice to meet you. you and as well. honestly and truly, man, congratulations on all your success. I, I, a lot of people probably don't know you. I think you're one of the most successful sports figures that we've had in the modern era of Utah sports. So congratulations on all of that, man. Really nice to talk to you. Wow. That's very kind. Thank you. And really appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to meet you guys. There you go. John Kimbo, the president at Real Salt Lake. It's a good conversation. Yeah. And the one thing I'm going to take away from it is John Kimbo saying, Hey, this is streaming is, is absolutely where sports is going. That's yeah, the wave. Because how many times have I said on the show that streaming is exactly where sports is going? But I think what's also interesting is, I mean, you know, uh, you know, individuals like John and other leaders uh, across our state in in the different sports organizations are paying attention to the Pac-12 deal. In my opinion, I mean, yes, it was it was it was not a surprise. You notice that there there people are watching how this deal is going to go down, and I think the Pac-12 deal, uh, you know, is going to have a lot of implications for future deals. I mean, you, again, we've asked. Commissioner Navarez in the in the Mountain West, what she thought of it. She had her comments. Sean, you know, uh, had his thoughts, and and obviously, you know, Apple TV's role in in the MLS, and and I just think that, you know, again, distribution uh, is just such a key factor in being able to deliver your product to the community. And and like John said, I mean, you're always going to have to win. It always helps to win. It always helps to deliver a quality product on 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 the pitch or on a court or whatever. But but really. The community has to be able to digest it whenever they want, and and that to me is 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 just such an important point, and that's why I say I I would love to see, and and I've seen a little bit of it, but I would love to see the MLS be uh you know as aggressive as possible with getting the messaging out outside of you know the T-Mobiles of the world, you know, yeah. like that's kind of my that's kind of been my thing. And again, as somebody that is a passionate fan of soccer, and I am. Probably so, and I catch a lot of junk for it. But it's been hard for me to be passionate about MLS because as a Chelsea fan, I just think the product on the field a lot of times is just so much slower. But I will unequivocally say what I told said to John, and I think we've said 
a lot of times on this show, yeah, it is really fun to go to see a RSL match in person. Now, sure, have they had the best start to their season? They have not. But I think when you look at the way that RSL supports our community, I think that is reason enough to go. And I think it is, I think it is really interesting to see how RSL has maneuvered out of the Deloy Hansen debacle, the sale, and into this Blitzer Ryan Smith period. And and because Mr. Blitzer's a huge soccer guy. Like he owns soccer clubs around the world now. Yeah. So it's not like he's just some casual that happened to pick up a, a, a soccer team. So I think it's a really important time. But this Apple TV deal has to succeed. It has to work. Because as John Kimball said, their local TV deal was their number one advertising revenue. Uh-huh. Or their number one advertising vehicle, rather. Right. And it's awfully difficult to just take that away and all of a sudden have it be Apple TV. But how do you replace it? I'm going to keep saying it. You got to create. You got to create. You have to create. And I think it's more difficult at the college level because there's, you know, you when you're talking grant of rights and situations like that. But I think, you know, at the pro level, I, I, I don't mean to sound harsh about it. There's just no excuse. There's no excuse. You can't tell me that you don't have a 60 or $70,000 salary that you can line item on your, on your budget for the season to have someone creating content for you. There's just no excuse. And I think yeah. I think it's it's such a vital, untapped resource for clubs. And you see, like, you know, you can you can say what you want about the content the Jazz create. At least they're creating some content now, you know? Like like I, I look at you look at different organizations around the the planet. Some do it and some don't. The ones that do it are prolific and they make money and somehow, some way by luck or by happenstance, they seemingly get the biggest free agents. They seemingly have, you know, the most championships. And it's funny how yeah, that works. You, yeah. Anyway, my point is, I thought that was a great conversation. I it thoroughly was. enjoyed that. Yeah. And I, we, ought to, we, we ought to do a Monty show gathering at an RSL match. I mean, I think we now need to make that happen. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I think, you know, that, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, Tanner Plummer, the resident RSL fan. Yes. The resident RSL supporter. Mont, you said that you're a casual RSL supporter. I am. I think I think that's how I would describe it. That's the first I've heard of it. Oh, come on. Mrs. Monty has talked about wanting to do an RSL podcast. What do you mean that that's the first you've heard of it? Yeah. Are you serious? It's hard to believe given the fact you've trashed RSL many times. How have I trashed RSL many times? The one thing I always say is it's not an indictment on RSL. It's an indictment on MLS. I think the game is slower. Yeah. I need the game to watch it, you know, for and, and this was what I was talking to to uh John about is that one of the ways I was able to watch RSL matches so easily was because I thought that you had a guy in David James who made it really easy to enjoy the TV broadcast. And that's gone away from me. I am yeah. not a T-Mobile guy, and maybe I should invest in it. I don't know, but I'm not somebody that invests in in the MLS <laughs> pass on on <coughs> Apple TV. Yeah, I am. I have not done that. And would you invest in it if it was on Directv? I would be more apt to invest in it. Yeah, I, I, I. That's the one Apple thing I don't do is Apple TV. Uh, whether it's 
the show is powered by Apple, the computer, the phone, like everything in my world, my laptops, a MacBook Pro, like everything I do is Apple. Yeah. I do not use Apple TV. Yeah. And you know what, man? I. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's not in the everyday ecosystem. It's, it's not. A choice. It's not. But there's nothing to outside of the quality of the team. Yeah. What are you going to trash RSL for? I just don't think that there's a whole lot to get on them about. My guess is they're going to return to the top of the table in short as short order as possible. I mean, you have a bunch of people there that are like Trey Fitzgerald, who helped me set this interview up, is a longtime guy there. Like he's he was he was he was talking to me when I came here in 2013 to be to be a K fan. Like they have a bunch of people that are invested in that club. John Kimball be damned. He's got a whole bunch of people that are invested in that club. Yeah. That are long timers there. You look at what John talked about with the community. It's the exact same thing that the Utah Grizzlies do. You have to invest in the community because I think RSL is in a position where they're never going to be the first thought when you're like, well, what do you want to do this weekend? Huh, I wonder if RSL's at home. Like that's not the, at least not right now. But yeah. when you win, it makes it a whole lot easier to get the casual you know, to come out. It's, you know, it, it makes it a whole lot easier to spend your money on a product that's a quality product. Well, what's the truth? I mean, in, in Salt Lake, the, the default is the Utah Jazz. I mean, it, it, unless it's football season and, and they happen, yeah. and the Utes happen to be home. But I think, you know, a lot of people, I think the Jazz are the default because it's indoor. And it's a nice building. So it's a it's a good experience no matter where you're sitting. But I, think- I really like going to, to matches. I wish the concessions were better. I will say that. Uh, I don't I don't much enjoy the concessions at 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's just it I mean look, America First Field is a great place to go watch a game. It is there is nothing like a spring summer evening and watching watching RSL under the lights and you get a beautiful sunset and you have the the mountains and like it's hard to hate going there and they make it fun and mm-hmm. it's great when they're winning. Right now they're not winning unfortunately. They've had they've had a hiccup here, but I they're going to get there. I think yeah. it's just a matter of time. They have the resources, they have the infrastructure. The idea that we have sat on the show and trashed RSL is is just not that's just not the case. In my opinion, uh, Jacob DeLambo says, can't wait for the Utah stars to have their light shine on national TV. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, shiitake mushrooms. You guys ever talk about anything other than your obvious dislike of the PAC 12. See, that tells me we're doing it right because I'm a passionate PAC 12 fan and we talk a ton of everything. We talk NFL, we talk NBA, we talk major league baseball. Just did an interview with a, the president of Real Salt Lake. So, yeah. yeah, we talk a lot about it. Salty Drunk says soccer is a terrible sport. I disagree. And listen, i that's the other part of this conversation. There's just a lot of people who will be like, I'm never going to watch soccer. It's nil-nil, zero-zero. Okay. Soccer is not for everybody. I totally admit that. Uh-huh. If I could be a season ticket holder at Chelsea Football Club, I would do that. I, I am a passionate, passionate Soccer fan. I just think it gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, they're just kicking a ball around the field. And it's like, okay, if you want to say that, that's fine. But I, again, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm some passionate soccer fan. I'm not a passionate soccer fan, but I can watch a Premier League match and be and enjoy it like I can. It's not my first choice, but I can. And I think the problem is, is that, you know, I, I, I don't get enough exposure to RSL. Like, yeah, well, I mean, and exactly I follow them. Right. I follow them on social media, but they're not in my ecosystem every day. I don't see... 
videos on my Instagram. I don't see like I, I I just don't see it that much. And and I thought John made an interesting point about Apple devices. I can't say that I've seen a lot of MLS stuff on my Apple device. I can't either. I I think I've probably seen more MLS pass on Twitter. Yeah, I've seen I a lot on, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see the T Mobile commercial the all the time. T Mobile commercial, yeah. Yeah, I see it all but the time. I will tell you this, you know, like and we should we should next week we should try to get Trey Fitzgerald on the show. Like he's an excellent spokesperson for that club and he's a passionate obviously he's a passionate supporter of MLS uh, yeah. of MLS and RSL. But I'm I'm down for it, man. Like it it, it is it is something for me that I would love to have tickets to RSL. I would love to go and it's just not something, frankly, that's been on my radar. And now stupid Darren Ingram at Canyons Golf has got me all fired up about <laughs> golfing. I'm ready to get back on the golf course now. Like, <laughs> it's so funny how I, I'm so easily distracted. I, uh -huh. guess. I don't know. Uh, Tanner says, Amani show gathering at an RSL match. Yeah, we should do it. Jeff Johnson says, hey, Monty, cool soccer talk, bro. I hope you like it. Brandon Butler said, there is a lack of fluidity for sure in U.S. soccer. I think the, the and I'm going to spend 30 seconds on this, and then we're going to get to the NBA. I think the second touch quality is the biggest thing that lacks in, yeah. in MLS. Like if you watch... Again, and I'll just stick with Chelsea, even though we made the stupid mistake of appointing Frank Lampard uh, caretaker today. Stupid. <laughs> Seriously. But anyway, don't get me started. Um, if, you watch, if you watch Chelsea, and whether it's, it, let's say, Keppa in, in goal for us, you will never see Keppa just punt the ball down the middle of the field. They always, they always play it out from the back. Always. Because throwing a 50-50 ball up at the center line you know, like you put it in the middle of the park, you're gonna, you're, it's a turnover, right? And let's say like in MLS, I see that all the time because the guy, if the, if the keeper kicks it, right, kicks it to the middle of the park, center line, middle of the, middle of the field, his, his forward or midfielder is likely not going to win that ball. That's called a 50-50 ball because he doesn't have the quality to bring it down. Yet they don't usually, unless you're top of the table clubs, they don't have the quality to play it out of the back. Yeah. So it's this. It's schoolyard soccer. I mean, it is. Like, and the biggest issue is, with some rare exceptions, you're not getting the 15-year-old kid to go through academy and even in the CONCACAF region, you're not getting the 15-year-old kid who's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go up. I'm going to play for the Galaxy or I'm going to play for RSL or <coughs> that's very rare. <coughs> they always wind up somewhere in Europe. They always wind up in whether it's, you know, Syria, Bundesliga, you know, like League One. They don't come to America at the beginning of their career. We don't get their very best. We get their what's left. It's Gareth Bale playing for LAFC or I think last year. Unbelievable performer. Then he quit. He retired. Yeah, it's David Beckham who gave you great performances, right? But did we get the very best of Landon Donovan? I think we got more of Landon Donovan with the Galaxy and in MLS than we did out of most guys. But you you look at the guys who come from Europe, and you look at all this talk about Messi going to fucking Saudi Arabia. He's going to Saudi Arabia instead of coming to MLS. Yeah, sure, it's a cash grab. I totally get that. 
But you had guys, you have guys that go to China for cash grabs instead of MLS. Yeah. Uh, MLS Saudi stooge. in global soccer, we're, we're just not set up in, in, in our region to have prolific youth programs that feed academies, that feed clubs. It's just not the way it works. So we wind up, even with our best national players, you know, Christian Pulisic, where does he, Chelsea Football Club. Right? He's an afterthought there. He should be in MLS. He should be playing in MLS. That's the guy you want. But the problem is the soccer's not good. He can't play Champions League and he's not going to get paid. Till you figure those three things out, nothing's going to change. And by the way, then before all that, please figure out academy and, and feeder systems into, into the program. And oh, by the way, you also might want to figure out because I think the youth academy program also helps the men's national team. Okay, there I feel better. There you go. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, Apple TV has a bunch of awesome TV shows. I'm sure it does. I don't think Apple TV is a bad product. I just, it's just not in my world. It's, I, I, I yeah. it, we have MLB Pass on our TV. We have uh, YouTube TV. Like, I have all this stuff. Yeah. Adding one more is really difficult for me to justify. Uh, RW says, the problem with U.S. soccer is capitalism. You know. DeLambo says, MLS, yawn. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Apple TV is good, Salty Drunk says. Do you have Apple TV, James? That would be awesome. Uh, Michael Peck says, I want to like MLS. I really do, but it's just too slow. It's my biggest problem with it. Yes. It is my biggest problem with it. And now it's not on in front of me. Now I'm not going to trip and fall onto a match on TV. Yeah, no like, more not, ESPN games. Yeah, I'm not accidentally going to see MLS on ESPN. Yeah. So that's a, that's a problem for me. Uh, JK Marshall says this MLS talk is like pulling teeth. Okay. Okay. Last one. Cougar tail says, Hey Monty, you just said it. I won't pay more for MLS. Just like the everyday college football fan will not uh, pay to see pack after dark. This is a dilemma. The pack is in, right? It absolutely is. But again, that's why I'm telling you go to Amazon, go to Amazon. Because Amazon is, you're already getting Amazon Prime Video and Amazon Prime Sports. It's already there on your TV, yes. on your phone. Like it, you already have access to it because you're an Amazon Prime member. So the the ease and the transition is is much softer. The landing is much softer. Yeah, that's what I would say about that. Uh, plenty of toast for all the uh, butter wants to know if we can talk about Jake's dating life. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot to talk about. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, like. I mean, there's not. There's just not a big update today or anything. Big Jack says uh, Jake's dating life is more interesting than MLS. I know. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't move faster than MLS though. Mike M says Timber uh, Portland Timbers uh, games sell out like Packer games. It's pretty crazy. You have my word. You absolutely have my word that we will begin to we will begin to talk more and support more RSL. You have my word on that because I want to do it. I want to do it. I know that there is a small community. And if you're in Salt Lake, if you're one of our Utah listeners, let's absolutely put a get together at, at, a, at, at America First Field. Let's do it. Let's do it because I want to, I want to support that club as much as we can. And the way that the Blitzer group is buying football teams and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I am excited about it. And I want to support women's sports. I think it's hugely important. You know. And again, I think 
The, their relationship with America First Credit Union, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah. So let's put it together. Uh, Toast for all the butter says, I have an iPhone and have never seen an MLS that I can remember. Me either. Me either. Keaton Critchlow. Lampard back to Chelsea manager. Absolute comedy. Dude, he's been terrible. Do you want to stops. set up the meeting? I mean, he damn near got Everton relegated. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, MLS is on Apple TV Plus. Correct, it is. That's right. Uh, Salty Drunk says uh, Tanner currently doing his happy dance. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says not in Utah. Well, we can figure something out. Gary says I'm down. Meet and greet at America first. Let's do it. Glory, glory, man. No. Okay, Blue listen, I have color. my limits on talking MLS. We're not going to sing fight songs on this program. Blue is program, the color. Program, Football program, is the game. Program, 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 program. I am an obnoxious Chelsea fan. Which like, is fine. That's fine. Yeah. We're going to miss Champions League this year, but whatever. It's fine. Chase Stewart says, I'm in for an RSL meetup. All right, well, let's figure it out. Let me see if I can get a ticket deal, and we'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. All right. The other thing you need to figure out is TridayTrading.com. Um, talk to the guys at TridayTrading.com today. We're, we're performing, you guys. People from our show are getting $10 30-day memberships to try out the program at TridayTrading.com. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to spend thousands of dollars in hope and wonder. Spend 10 bucks, which is a charitable donation. They're going to give that directly to charity. It's a tax write-off for you. Um, they're an educational program. It's your education. So that's a tax write off for you. Uh, and you really have nothing to lose because that $10 is going to give you a 30 day run through the Triday trading program. So all I'm asking you to do, go to tridaytrading.com on the homepage. Look for this graphic right here. It's a four step graphic. First one says register for this free 15 minute video. Watch the video. It's 15 minutes. Great. If you, if you don't want to watch the whole video, go to step two. Register for the 30-day membership. Because what I'm telling you is $10 to change the rest of your life and to support the show. It's $10 of a charity donation, right? Knock it down. Trydaytrading.com because you're going to learn that day trading is a prolific living that can change the trajectory of your life. If you didn't make $1,000 today, what'd you make today at work? Think about that in your head real quick. What'd you make today at work? Did you make $1,000 today? Um, oh, you didn't. Tridaytrading.com. Did you make hundreds of dollars today? Oh, you didn't. Go to Tridaytrading.com because people who do Tridaytrading.com, um, who run the day trading program, they do it as a side hustle, right? Yeah. You're going to go through the program. They're going to teach you how to be a prolific day trader using their tools and algorithms proprietary information, absolutely. They're gonna set you loose with their money. They're gonna give you their money to make your first trades. And if you make money with their trades, they give you 80% of the profit. But hey, you wanna keep your full-time job? Use this as a retirement fund. You need a way to make your car payment or your mortgage? Tridaytrading.com, right? You got laid off? Tridaytrading.com, 10 bucks. You can afford 10 bucks. It's simply investing in the rest of your life. Tridaytrading.com. Make sure in the drop down, it takes 20 seconds to register for that 30 day trial. And again, it really helps our show when you do that. $10, 30 day trial, hook it up. All you have to do, fill out the form in the drop down. Please make sure that you click the Monty show is how you heard about it. 
uh, at TridayTrading.com. All right, let's get you caught up on the latest news um, around the uh, Pac-12 situation. And then coming up in 15 minutes, we'll get to the NBA. Um, Sources told us today that the Pac-12 has had several proposals from distribution partners that they have not presented to the full Pac-12 membership because they were not uh, up to (coughs) spec, which means the Pac-12 has a minimum and those proposals didn't meet that minimum or did not pass the smell test, if you will. So they've had proposals. They've just come in under the bar, so they were not presented to the whole membership. Jake, when you hear that, what's your reaction? Yeah, when I hear that, and my reaction is, hey, they need to change their standards because there's not you're not in a position to have you know, this stance of, well, it didn't meet our minimum expectations and, you know, there's going to be a million other offers. So, you know, we'll, we'll just go to the next one. You're not in that position. And, and it's kind of incredible to me that, that the PAC 12 would be sitting here saying, oh yeah, we're not, we're not even interested in looking at that. Right. Cause it doesn't meet our, our quote minimum expectation or minimum bar. It's not a fit for what we think we need. So we're not even open to the conversation. And, and I, and, and again, you know, not to be an asshole about it, but you, you're arrogant. The Pac-12 has this arrogance about it, and I really don't understand it because ultimately, from day one, back when Larry Scott, the old commissioner, was on the program at Pac-12 Media Day and said we'd get all this stuff done and we're the best and we're the Conference of Champions, and nothing's ever gotten done. And I just don't think that the Pac-12 operates from the standpoint of, hey, we're not in a great spot. We need to hear every single offer. And hey, if it's not a good offer, that's fine. But to not even listen to the offer, in my opinion, is absolute insanity. I, I I just don't know how you go about it that way. Yeah, I think it's a tough road to hoe for the Pac-12 right now. And obviously, um, as everybody has reported, our sources as well told us, hey, this is a deal that's going to happen in the summer. And their deadline really is July 1st. That's one year to go in the deal. But I think you're... You're, the window that I would tell you to put this in is, I would say, the middle of May through the end of June. I think that six-week period is where you're going to get a deal because I think there is some, I don't know what, urgency to get it done in that window. There's no fire right now. There's no reason to get it done. The other thing I was told today is you're not going to have Pac-12 presidents talking much anymore. <laughs> and, and if they do, I think it's really going to start to cause problems. Because I know President Kase has been quite frustrated with the, and she really carries the water in the Pac-12, if we're being honest. She's been quite frustrated with those that have been speaking. And I think that's why you you hear that, you know, like think about it as a faucet. There was a drip of presidents talking. Well, they've fixed that faucet now. There's no more drip. Well, and I think the problem was is none of them were on the same page as far as messaging was concerned. I mean, you have... You know, Robin's talking about a certain affinities for the Pac-12 because right. of the, because of how good they were in basketball. You know, you've got Ray Anderson, uh, you know, going on Phoenix Radio talking about how um, you know the, the the school is is not pleased that the the TV deal likely won't meet prior expectations. Like, you know, you can't be saying this stuff. You have to be unified as a conference. But is it really any surprise that they're not unified as a conference when you have? the type of leadership that they have, because it's not good leadership. It's just not, and that's the trouble. I, I think that's the single biggest difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. It, in all honesty, it is absolutely leadership. Yeah. No doubt about it. Make sure you hit the like button. Football 50 coming up in four minutes. 
on the Monty show. Um, I don't know what the best case scenario here is. John Canzano, uh, the great Portland uh, mouthpiece for the Pac-12, uh, says that <coughs> the Pac-12 is confident that they will eclipse, which means go past the deal that the Big 12 got. <laughs> so here we are on April 6th, right? And you're confident that you're going to get more money than the Big 12. Why is why have you not made that deal yet? Yeah. Because if you were going to get more money than the Big 12, that deal would be done already. Well, and you see how conflicting it is? Like, so we get we get on one hand we get, "Hey, you know, there have been deals that have been proposed are like given to George Klyovkov that never made it to the presidents because they didn't meet the minimum threshold or whatever. Right. But then now we have reporting saying that the the Pac-12 presidents and and leadership and everything feel like, hey, our deal is going to be, it's going to eclipse what the Big 12 got. So that's why I say you can't have it both ways. And and I'm a big believer in business. It's just logics. It's just like, hey, how would it logically come together that the Pac-12 would get to, let's say, $35 million a year per school. Well, we've been through that 100 times on this show, Grum, and it's not logical. It's I, I'm not even sure that it's feasible. Yeah. I'm not even sure it's possible. And that's where I struggle with some of this reporting. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Pete Thamel had a piece at ESPN.com this afternoon um, talking about the timeline and talking about the president's talking and – I just think it's a scary place to be when your distribution partners or potential partners have tabled deals that you have not felt worthy enough to present to <coughs> your presidents. That's a little concerning to me. Yeah. And I think that, that that's why I am where I am on this. I just hear from sources all the time that they're going to have trouble getting over the $22 million hump. And with ESPN pulling back dramatically on what they need I, I, and what they were willing to do, I think that changed this deal significantly because I don't see a way that the Pac-12 will be as innovative as MLS, for instance. Uh, you have to have some courage because the initial stages of an all-streaming deal are going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. There is going to be frustration. You are not going to see the numbers that you had projected and who knows what your projections are based on. <laughs> MLS is frustrated by some reports. Yeah which John just talked about, you know, they, they just spoke with Apple yesterday and Apple said things are great. There are reports out in the, in the MLS sphere that say Apple is really disappointed with the subscription <coughs> numbers. <coughs> what's to be true? Yeah. I can tell you what's disappointing. The final four, the men's, the men's championship game, the lowest rated men's uh, NCAA tournament championship game in the history of, of the NCAA um, tournament um, with two mid-majors. And by the way, I would remind you, one of them was San Diego State. So you can, we can all talk about this TV deal and yeah. you just had the lowest rated Final Four in the history of the NCAA tournament. And by the way, the women who had two of the best teams in the country in Iowa and LSU had the highest rated championship game and final four in women's tournament history. And that game has been talked about for how long now because of what went on during the game. And what's the difference though? The women's game doesn't deal with one and dones. Caitlin Clark's coming back because she's not old enough to go to the WNBA yet. Yeah. Right. The men's game 
has one and dones and it cripples the the blue bloods you know and it makes it very difficult for the kentuckys and like what was it last year kansas and carolina right yeah where were kansas and carolina this year out of the tournament early and out of the tournament altogether in carolina's case so i just worry a little bit about these you know how we're oh we're going to eclipse john canzano promises the deal's going to eclipse the big 12 deal right yeah, i, I I have a real issue with that statement because I just don't see how they get there. Yeah, completely agree. I, I don't see how they get there. That's in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Callahan. Whoa, comment him. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, part of the problem with the championship game ratings is having it on a Monday, but B, having it on so late. It's always been on Monday and it's always been on so late. So the variable hasn't changed. That game's been on Monday for as long as I can remember. And they're always going to pander to East Coast primetime. Always. Yeah. The problem with the championship game was San Diego State versus UConn. Two tiny markets. And if you look at our, one of our great members, San Diego State Glenn. Yeah. Tweeted at me today with some of the, some of the local market numbers and some of the shares that they did in those markets. And they're big. Like you look at um, top markets for CBS Sports on the championship game. Harford, um, Harford, New Haven, 26 and a half. They did. I said, you guys, I said they did a 26 and a half in Hartford. Yeah. But is Hartford, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York? It's no, not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not even close to that. Yeah. And I think the trouble right? is, is that, is that. You know, you, you just you have to find this. You have to find some semblance of the middle for for men's college athletics right now. Because to your point, the women's game is doing great. You know, and and you can have your thoughts on the Caitlin Clark situation, but ultimately, she's good for the game. And 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 I think that, you know, I look at I look at the men's side having UConn and San Diego State. That's two nice little stories and everything, but frankly, there was no gas on that game. There was no heat. There was no, it was just kind of a blah right. game. But again, you had the lowest rated, you had the lowest rated championship game. What my point with this is, it's not the heat that was involved with Caitlin Clark at Iowa. Look at the markets that led the TV ratings. It's Hartford, Connecticut. San Diego was number two. Louisville, Cincinnati, Birmingham, Memphis, Indianapolis, Nashville. Not a single major market. Not Chicago, right? Not Chicago, not New York, not Miami, not Houston, Dallas, not Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. None of that. Not Phoenix, Hartford, San Diego, Louisville, Cincinnati, Birmingham, Memphis, Indianapolis, Nashville. Where's the, where's the population center there? There's not a huge population center there. You know, like this is a real problem for college basketball. And again, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. And I know that we, we sit here and we debate on a regular basis whether or not you need to have blue bloods. And I'm telling you right now, you need to have blue bloods. Yeah. There's, it's not a question. If Kansas and, and Carolina are playing, I'm telling you right now, this isn't the lowest rated men's final in the history of college basketball. Yeah, no way. No way. No way. And there's no way that would that would happen. There's no way that that you would you would struggle. There's no way that you know, and it's really a shame too. I mean, I I I that should be one of the biggest 
nights for college athletics, like the same way that, you know, the, the CFP final is a huge night in sports that the end of the tournament should be a huge night in sports, you, but you can't be off 15% year over year. Yeah, you can't, you can't, Yeah, you, you just, you can't do I it. I guess for me though, like, and I know we're talking about markets and stuff, but I guess for me, if it's going to be two tiny teams, I do want heat in the game. I do want, I need something to hold on to if it's not going to be a blue blood. But I don't think there was heat. The Iowa LSU game, there wasn't heat in the game. It was heat at the end of the game. But do you, do you at least agree that there was a reason to watch that game? No. The reason to watch that game was Caitlin Clark. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. why you watch the game. She is, she's the best player in the country. That's why you watch that game. It, that's not heat, though. That's the best flipping player in the country. I watched the women's final because I wanted to see Caitlin Clark. That's why I watched the game. So this whole thing about, you know, hey, I'm not going to the White House and, you know, like, okay, cool, man. Don't go to the White House. You know, like LSU, the girl at LSU whose name Reese. was Reese. Thank you. She's saying that she wants Angel Reese won't go to the White House. She wants to go and meet with the Obamas. Yeah. Okay, go meet with the Obamas, ma'am. Like, go knock yourself out. The difference is, I don't think anybody cares. I don't, and we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, like all the college basketball supporters. Um, you know, I think it was Feinbaum today that was saying, well, that's still out Drew. That championship game still out Drew. It was the largest basketball audience in the calendar year. That's great. Cool. Congratulations. It's off 15%. There's no way to spin that. Yeah. It's the lowest rated men's final in the history of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. There's no way to spin that. Yeah. You can't get around it. I, I mean, it, it's come on now. Like what, what are we even talking about? What are we even talking about? Yeah. All right. Let's talk some NBA coming up in four minutes after we remind you this hour of the show presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's pizza had some awesome pizza today. Again, traditional crust barbecue sauce. You got to have barbecue sauce. I will go to my grave saying barbecue sauce. By the way, girl, this girl yeah. that you're not yeah. dating yet. Yeah, she's a barbecue sauce person. And she's a ranch person. Yeah. Just would like to point that out. Thank yeah. you. Yep. She goes to Papa Murphy's Pizza and uses a promo code Monty25. She understands the power of the meatball marinara. And if you've not tried it yet, I'm telling you, it's a limited time deal. Make sure you get the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. The meatball marinara at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Even if you just keep it in the fridge and make meatball subs the next day, you get a hoagie from Harmon's and you make a meatball sub, dude. They're fantastic. Or chop them up, put them on your pizza. Your kids will eat them as a meal on its own, I'm telling you. The meatball marinara at Papa Murphy's Pizza is fantastic. Make sure you use the promo code Monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Let's talk some NBA hoop after we get a couple of your comments because I see that comment dump. Truck Stop Gumby, Red Sauce, and Pep Gang. I mean, are you trying not to have any more of your comments, Red? Gumby? 
I know you're. <laughs> listen, your your name's Gumby. You're supposed to be flexible and pliable. This this red sauce and pep gang thing is awfully rigid. I'm of sorry, you're offended by that. Awfully rigid of you, uh, Connor Johnson. Take it slow, Jake. Be a gentleman. Pretend to be busy. Play the game. You got this, my man. You're a charismatic dude. Yeah, I'll be all right. But you kind of like this girl. Yeah, I do like her. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'll meet her Saturday. So there's a first date Saturday. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to Indian food by my own choice. So we're going snowboarding in the morning, jazz game with the Tile King of Utah, Teddy Wayman, in the afternoon. Yeah. And then Mrs. Monty and I hey, Monty. are going down to Utah County to what is the number one rated, one of the number one rated restaurants in Utah County. Do you already know what you're going to get? Have you, have you gone that deep on it? Or you uh, just I good? have. I'm going to get some uh, tandoori chicken. Okay. Probably tandoori pork is what I'm going to get. Okay. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I, I am super excited. I haven't had Indian food in way too long. Yeah. And way too And my wife loves the Indian food. But you guys have Chinese food a lot, right? <sighs> Dude, there's nothing better. Fan. Dude, there's nothing better than twenty dollars Chinese food. But Indian food and Chinese food, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, they're different. I know. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. Fat, fat. But, uh, dude, you want to give me some shrimp fried rice, extra shrimp, dude, all day long, yo. You want to throw me some orange chicken? I can't remember the name of the place next to More Better's, um, at the district. Asian Bistro. Asian Bistro at the district. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm looking forward to Indian food. My wife has kind of got me on that. Yeah. You know. Um, McKinley Cutler says, what's the name of the restaurant? I love Indian food. Okay. Let me look it up. Mrs. Monty and I were texting about it. I said to her, by the way, and this is really important. I'm not even joking. Mm -hmm. You need date nights. Yeah. You, you absolutely need date nights. Bombay House. Bombay House. Stay hard. It was that or Mastra Bistro, an Italian joint. She's already been there, though. I have not. She took her mom there last time her mom was here. Okay. And I know she loves Indian food. I wanted to take my wife out for a date. Stop. That's Wednesday. Um, and she wanted to, so I threw some Indian food out, and she loved it. There you go. You know. That's awesome. Uh, Arturo Balderas gives us a $20 tip, Arturo. Appreciate you, bro. My guy, you should just join the membership on the Monty Show. Uh, Arturo says, I'm just speculating here, but why hasn't the PAC 12 negotiated a deal with Google to have their game streamed on YouTube TV? If their deal is going to be streamed heavy, thanks and keep up the great work. We've asked that question a thousand times, 10,000 times. Yeah. You know why they haven't done it? Cause it's the smart thing to do. <laughs> smart thing to do. With all due respect. That's why. Yeah. They should do it. You know, uh, Spangler says, I think every town in America has a Bombay house. Yeah, but this one happens to be highly rated. So, you know, um, main event. Now I'm craving some egg foo young. Oh, yes. Uh, Mike Phillips says Malai Kofta is the greatest. Never heard of it. Is that like a rock band or something? I don't, I. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Listen, guys, if you've been in an accident, I'm a lot of people have asked me about workman's comp. I'm telling my guys at the Advocates, the workman's comp guys, if you have been hurt at work, you didn't deserve to get hurt at work, man, like you didn't. And it is a life changer. Usually when that goes down, you guys, it is life changing. When you get hurt at work, especially if you're a construction worker, look how many of us are, are hands on. Construction workers, electricians, plumbers, 
contractors, auto mechanics, if you get hurt at work, man, or if you just work in an office and something went sideways, you didn't deserve to get hurt at work, but you do deserve somebody to fight for you. And please hear me. When you get hurt at work and you're involved in workman's comp, those are shark infested waters. You need somebody who knows how to navigate. That's the advocates chat with an attorney free online 24 seven, theadvocates.com where you never pay the advocates until they win your case. No consultations, no retainers. My friends, you simply chat with an attorney for free theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. It is a huge game tonight. The Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder. It is time for Monty Makes You Money. Hey, Monty. Let's get you the uh, lock of the night here on the Monty Show. This is a tough one. I'll be honest with you. This is a tough one. This was one of the hardest decisions. I was laying in bed this morning nude, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, <laughs> um, am I going to take the Nuggets at the Suns with the Suns being a 10.5-point favorite at 224.5? Yeah, I don't think I'm doing that. I don't think I'm doing that, right? Because why, why, why are the Suns 10.5 at home? Well, because Jamal Murray's out, Nikola Jokic is out, Cantavius Caldwell-Pope is day-to-day. I think that's HIPAA. Aaron Gordon's day-to-day, Michael Porter Jr.'s got a back injury. Suns are going to cover that 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the Suns are, I feel like the positivity nationally around the Suns has been like ratcheted up like 10 levels. Everyone's like, oh, oh they're Kevin winning a Durant. championship. Kevin it's Kevin Durant. Durant. He's it's my book. hero. Like, Stay hard. You know. Oh, Kevin like, Durant. That's what everyone's 35. been saying, dude. And, Kevin, Kate Dizzo. Yeah. I love you. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. Can I shave your back hair? Probably too much. Waves in opposition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, though. Uh, you know, like, everyone's saying, oh, they should win a championship. So, yeah, I mean, I think I definitely think you know that lock. There's definitely and a half. there's good opportunity in that lock for sure. I think I am on the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. So the number is seven. The money line on the Utah Jazz is plus two twenty two. You bet a hundy. You put a C note on the Jazz to win two hundred twenty two dollars. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm going to take OKC to win the game. The money line is minus 278, which means to win 100, you got to bet 278. I don't see any way you bet the Jazz in this game. I think OKC is going to is going to cover. I and I think I think this is a 15 point win. I think OKC is going to go away with this. It does worry me a little bit. That Lugans Dort, the defensive stopper of all thick dudes that play defense, because <laughs> he is short and stocky. Right. He is questionable for the game tonight. Um, Pokashevsky's out. I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm telling you now, this is a statement game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think it is a critical game. And I think Oklahoma City, who is tied with the Dallas Mavericks for the last spot in the play-in tournament, I think this is a huge game. 
And I think, by the way, with the Mavericks hosting the Chicago Bulls tomorrow night, if Oklahoma City wins this game, there's a chance in 36 hours that OKC's in full control of that last spot in the West. Right, yeah. So I think this is a must win. I think OKC is going to win huge. You're going to bet Oklahoma City to win, to cover, and this is going under, under. Yeah. This is the part that's difficult. Yeah. Because again, what did we tell you earlier in the show? The Utah Yaz are not playing anybody. I don't believe that they're going to field a team tonight. Did they have enough paper for the injury report tonight? I believe or? that Danny Ainge is suiting up at the two. Uh, Tony Jones, I believe Tony Jones from The Athletic is going to suit up at point for the Jazz tonight. Right. Uh, they called me and asked me if I could play power forward. I said, I'm fat. Probably not. Is that a real question? They're without Laurie Markkinen. Excuse me, Officer Laurie Markkinen. Uh, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and Rudy Gay. Right. They're losing by 15 points to OKC. Yeah. No, I think you're spot on. I think OKC is motivated. I think that there's, you know, yeah, the Jazz, everybody's out for the Jazz. Now, again, we kind of said this with the Laker game, and all of a sudden they decided they wanted to come out and make some noise in that game and make it difficult on Braun and company. But this just kind of feels a little different. I also think if you look at the last five for each one of these teams, mm -hmm. OKC's lost their, you know, last four or five. So, like, they're also motivated from that standpoint. And I think that OKC is pretty uh, upset about how that Golden State game finished for them. So, yeah, I mean, I think whether it's the standings, to your point, or whether it's the last game and how that went for them, like, I just think they're motivated. So I would agree with that. Does Chet Holmgren make his debut soon? He is questionable tonight. Mm -hmm. I think there's a... there's Tonight's as good a night as any. I mean, dude, like, I... I, I I was a big check guy when he got drafted, but I've been obviously... When he got drafted, look at how swollen your forearm is now that I said Chet Holmgren's... I mean, you know, he's just it's just been such a disappointment, man. Like, Stay home! Who, like, what is there to be excited about? Like, like, Dude, if Chet Holmgren... If Chet Holmgren plays, I think there is... there I, That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I just... I, I'm just like, dude, like... I, you you got to get your game reps in now. I mean, I, I like the guy had a foot injury, which is really tough to come back from. The rehab from, on that is insanely difficult. Now you're going to have to teach yourself to trust your foot again, which I think is not an easy task to do. You know, so I just think there's a lot there. So I don't know. Maybe he comes out and he puts up, you know, 25. I don't know. Did But did you see you guys? Let me show you this picture. Did you guys see this picture of Chet Holmgren? Because this is something now. This ain't nothing. And I don't know what you guys think. This is not nothing. Look at how much different Chet Holmgren looks right now. Let me put this picture up for you guys. And call me crazy, and you, you might even be right. But somebody did a side-by-side -side on Chet Holmgren from the summer league to screwing around at practice the other day. Tell me somebody hasn't been lifting weights. Some, tell me somebody hasn't been diligent just look at his leg muscles and look at his delts. Look at his shoulders. Yeah. Tell me that somebody hasn't been in a weight room. Yeah, notice he's wearing number seven. Because I don't, I don't know another guy that uh, wears number seven that may or may not be like Chet. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you guys. I think there's a chance he plays this season. I don't know if it's tonight or not. 
I, honestly, I don't know. But I, I hope he does. I mean, I, I I really do want him to do well, and I and I really I love his game. I just it just was really unfortunate the way that all worked out in that. I mean, what was like just a just an oddball incident. But it, seriously, if you guys if you, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, are you seeing this, dude? Look at this tweet on Twitter. You guys have to go look at my Twitter because there's one of the greatest tweets ever. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. How good is that? Wow. I'm telling you, dude. Jet Home, I'm excited now. By the way, again, I don't want to get away from Monty Makes You Money because I'm making you that bread tonight. Right, right. To take, the, take OKC in a runaway. This is a must win. They, you would ideally have a game and a half on Dallas so that the tiebreaker does not even come into effect. Right. Because OKC has a tiebreaker over Dallas, right? Give me a game and a half. Make it a no-brainer. Yeah. Because Dallas wants to lay down. Dallas wants to go away. Mm-hmm. Dallas wants to go away. Trust me, Dallas wants to go away. And you look at what OKC's got ahead of them. It's a miracle. They've lost three straight Indiana, Phoenix, Golden State. They're finishing with Utah, the Yaz, yeah, and Memphis. Memphis on Sunday afternoon. You guys, this is some insanity. And then the Jazz, by the way, it's a, they're not they're not getting in the playoffs. Um, Oklahoma City, Denver, a game which Pardomain was will yes. be at. Yes, and then at the Lakers on Sunday at one thirty. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, I am super stoked about Chet. Yeah, I what? mean, I I don't know, I don't know. I I I'll probably be more excited when I see him play again. Honestly, like I just have, I'm just like, yep, he's another one of these rookies who came in the league, got hurt. Cool. You're 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 honestly, and this is really harsh on Chet, but you're Lonzo Ball until you show me you can play. I want Chet to play. Yeah, I play. want. Let's go, Chet. Let's go, chat. I want him to play. I don't, yeah. frankly, I have no idea why you would play him. I don't know why you would play him. It just don't make a lot of sense. Play him in summer league. Yeah. I don't know why you would play him with two games to go. They list him as questionable. If you weren't going to play him, why you list him as questionable? Yeah. I don't you know. know. I don't know why you'd upgrade him, man. Um, Travis Bird says, Shea signed seven jerseys for me. Wow. Nice, dude. Uh, Tanner says, Mont, you need glasses. He looks exactly the same than he did. No, he does not. No, he doesn't, dude. Look at his arms, dude. Look how he's not like some frail. He looks, he just looks like a bigger dude. Look how much bigger his face is. He just looks like a guy who hit puberty. That's what he looks like. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he looks like a, a tank or anything. He's not Callum Von Moger, but. No, but you, the, he, you can clearly see the guy has been working. And I say, hey. Grow up, mature, and this is the problem with, with guys who come out early. This is the problem with young kids playing in the NBA. Yep. Lonzo Ball yeah. was too frail. Why'd you turn the TV off, man? Uh, it turned off on its own. I didn't turn it off. What in the hell? Monty Ghost up in here. Anyway, the point is, I'm not saying that guy looks like he's shredded, but what I'm saying is you can clearly see he's gotten bigger. Yeah. he's. I feel like he's... I feel like he's put on some. So, and hey, maybe I'm maybe I'm just a fool. And Tanner's right about everything. He'll tell you that. Just ask him. But I'm telling you that he looks like a dude. And I am excited to see Chet play. And I hope that he plays in the summer. Not right now. But that's just me. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, whoa. Comment dump. Hello. Uh, Jacob DeLambo. Check out Welcome to the League by Daddy LeBron. He did. And how. Uh, Dracula has hit the weights. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez says, do the gutta jazz make it if they went out? Probably. No. No. No, they're done. They're done. Uh, Salty Drunk. Can't wait to see him playing pick up and pop with SGA and Josh. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just going to say again, Josh Giddey's got to have a a summer of growth. Like his game's got to develop a little bit because they really need him to be a star. Like, because they're not going to probably, probably, they're not going to spend exponentially more money this summer. They're just not going to do that. Yeah. They need Chet. They need Giddy to both take big steps forward. And if Chet comes in the league and he can knock down that three and run the break, if a year from now he's shooting 35% from three and he's averaging 15 points a game, you're good to go. Because next year, Josh Giddy needs to be putting up 20 and seven every single night. Yeah. Every single night. 20 points, seven boards. Give me three, four dimes, but really, really, really work on transition. Get out and run. Because if Josh Giddy can be that that guy, if he can be the dude that'll take the rebound down and just sprint up the floor and let SGA play off the ball one out of every five possessions, you're in good shape, dude. Because Lugan Stewart isn't that guy. He's not a distributor facilitator, dude. <coughs> you need those three guys. And I think Giddy, Chet, and SGA, and whatever you get out of the Williams is 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 on that team. They have yeah. like thirty-seven Williams is on that team. Yeah, whatever you get out of those guys is gravy. But Giddy and Chet, there are expectations, and they cannot afford to replace those guys. So they're not going to go out and spend money. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, and I think if you know you have enough talent, if you just simply develop that talent, you really like you should have enough talent to be a playoff team. Tanner, stop. God, dog. It's a camera angle. Who fucking cares? The guy clearly looks bigger and more developed. Like, it's not even a question, dude. Why are you so, like, likes to fight guys sometimes? He's clearly bigger. He is clearly developed. What do you bet? He has clearly grown into his frame a little bit more. What is to fight it? You're, like, the only guy saying that he, oh, no, he doesn't look any different to me. Do you even What are you talking about? Jeremy Callahan, he grew some scrub on his face. He finally entered puberty. Look out. That's what I'm saying. But I don't even, as much tongue-in-cheek as that is, like, I don't I don't even think that, like, I think there's some truth to that. I, I, like you were saying, yes. like, some of these kids come into the league, and I, I just think that, you know, you, you got to wait a couple years for him to grow into the frame a little bit. I mean, it, I just think in that picture, what you see is a guy who's been lifting, who's been taking care of his body, yes. understands that he got an injury early on, and... You know that you know he's on that track now, where he's going to have to perform early on in his career. Like it's just what it is. I, I I don't even think it's a question. He just looks more like an adult than a kid. On the left, he just looks like a, a methamphetamine a, addicted kid. Like on the right, the guy looks like he's got broader shoulders. You can see his traps are developed. He's got biceps. He's got like it's not even it look. It, he just looks bigger. Are people myring? And I, I'm telling you, if home if homeboy's bigger and more developed, he's going to be a rock star. Because the biggest, and this is the VW question. This is, this is the Victor Wambanyama question right here. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take him to grow into his body? How long is he not going to look like Rudy Gobert looked as a rookie? That's the huge question. 
Yeah. To me, anyways. Yeah. DeLambo says, Chet got good eating in OKC. Whatever he did, man. Whatever he did. Salty drunk. Whoa, comment dump. Appreciate you guys. Look how strong Josh is compared to his rookie year. Yeah, dude. Yeah, great point. Not, he, it, he now needs... He now needs that skill development. He needs that, that, you know how God, like Donovan's a great example of this, where a guy spends his summer with a Chris Brickley and doing summer runs and, and you just feel like that, that treble got tweaked a little bit more and the base came through, right? Like you just feel like that handle, that finish, that ease of release, right? You know how Donovan now just lets it go and it's in? That's what Josh Giddy needs. Josh Giddy needs that little, because if he gets it, look out. If he gets it, man, mm-hmm. they, they could be good. Uh, Darren Ingram, look at his shoulders. They are more bony in, in summer league. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. You know, as I told you earlier, don't forget Darren Ingram, the guy who now has me like praying for heat so that the snow will melt. Watching the Masters today has me so thirsty for Canyons golf. <laughs> like I'm, I'm ready. I'm. It's tough to watch. By the way, I don't. I'm, how many people watch the Masters? We had it yeah. on all day. Yeah. It's tough to watch Tiger limp around. It's really difficult to watch Tiger limp around. You yeah. know, like it's. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wish I had the uh, opportunity or appreciation to watch him when he was in his prime, but I, you know, I. I got to watch him win that last Masters that he won. You know, I've, I, yeah. you what know, was that, 2019, I guess? I think, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. 2018, 2019. Uh, yeah, something like that. And, you know, it, it was, it was cool. And I, and I just think it's tough, like seeing them listening to the, the broadcast talk about how, hey, the ball is in this position, which makes it really hard on his, his leg that's very built. And like it, you know, he's, he's in pain. Like it just is. And the level changes at the, at Augusta at the Masters, watching him have to walk up hills, walk down hills, stand with his feet. You know, like he has a lot of trouble. You know, like when your ankle is flexed and your toes are pointed down from you, he has a ton of trouble with that. Yeah. And to watch that or to watch him with his his toes pointed up, I mean, it's just painful to see him try and swing through that. Dude, just say, I hope he makes the cut. I hope he makes the cut. It's going to be uphill for him. Yeah. By the way, I would also remind you, he is sitting on the record for most consecutive cuts at Augusta. I want to say it's 22 he's at right now. He would break the record and be at 23 over Fred Couples, who had the record. So, ironically, very close friends, Fred Couples. But I hope he makes it. I, I do. Tanner T says, I actually cried when Tiger won in 2019. I mean, how could you not be emotional yeah, what a about moment. that? How could you not be emotional about that? Um, Canyons Golf, the official golf course of the Monty Show. I'm telling you. If you were one of those people, I was at Canyons way back in the day when it first opened. And I say hesitantly, it was not a great play. The greens, the, <coughs> was, it, was a, it was okay. Now it's phenomenal. Darren and his guys up there at Canyons Golf have really dialed that course in. Not only is the scenery beautiful, but the, the actual grounds are perfectly kept. The greens are pristine. They're going to be gorgeous. I'm telling you, if you have not played Canyons Golf, you've got to get up there. Let's go hit some balls, man. Let's go play a couple of rounds together at Canyons Golf, the official golf club of the Monty Show. By the way, if you're looking for a place to get exposure for your business, call Darren Ingram at Canyons Golf because you guys, what they do up there, the level of clientele that they bring in, 
mixing with your brand and putting your business in their GPS systems. And I'm telling you guys, the marketing that happens in a golf cart with GPS is phenomenal. Build relationships with new clients that you didn't even know existed, who didn't know you existed. Oh, by the way, do you need hospitality? Do you wanna have a company golf club? Uh, do you wanna have a company golf tournament? Do you wanna have a day away with your top sellers? Do you wanna have a day away with your top technicians? Canyons Golf, no better place to do that. Not only do you have beautiful golf course, not only do you have one of the best teaching pros in the state of Utah and Darren Ingram, not only do you have great hospitality, you know that Vail Resorts has a world-class setup up at Canyons Resort. You have an atmosphere and an environment that lets your guys relax and let go so that they can be more productive. It's all right in front of you at Canyons Golf. Make sure you get in touch with our guy, Darren Ingram. Tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. Gary says, Rory about to make it happen. I'd like to see Rory win this tournament. I mean, to complete the career Grand Slam would be would be awesome. Uh, Salty Drunk says, Giddy's rebounding for a team who has no bigs is underrated. It is. And that's why I said he just needs, just give me 20 points and seven boards. Because I would have to believe. And, I mean, they're going to, Chet's going to help with that as well. I mean, Chet's going to be a phenomenal rebounder. He's going to be that Draymond Green kind of player. I, I truly think he can be that guy that snatches a rebound and gets to the wing quickly on the break, distributes the basketball, runs a pick and roll, pick and pop, because um, he can shoot it so well. I think that's going to be his highest best use. I don't know. That's Chaboy right there. Yeah, I mean, the guy I is... Mean, I think the the thing that's going to decide Chet's fate is his willingness to continue to grow, build his body. Because if he builds his body and he and he spends time with Brickley, uh, I think Brickley's first initiative with him would be to improve his handle. Because as soon as Chet improves his handle, he's already got a decent handle for his size, but like he, he needs a quick like can break you off kind of handle. Once he has that, then I think that opens up possibilities for OKC's offense. But right now, I would agree, he's the guy, you know, you're going to get a rebound, you're going to outlet that, you're going to run down, and you're going to look for your shot. That's what you are right now. I think the it's interesting you say that because I think when you look at what Chris Brickley has done for guys like Kevin Durant, or if you look at these longer guys. McCallum. Again, Victor Wambanyama, McCallum. You look at these guys, these longer dudes, it, the handle in the NBA is not meant for guys that are seven foot. So guys that are 6'10", like Kevin Durant, you look at, you know, I don't know. Mikhail Bridges is an interesting guy right now because he's exploded this year offensively. Julius um, Randle. Julius Randle, certainly. Jimmy Brandon Butler. Brand, bro, oh, Brandon Ingram's a great one because his arms are as long as his legs. I mean, that's a very difficult place to be when you're trying to be a young player in the NBA. And I'm curious about Chet. I'm curious about Victor Wambanyama because those guys that want to play the 3-4 the hybrid position in the NBA, you better have a handle yeah. and you better be able to bang. And those two guys are going to have to prove that. Those two guys are going to have to prove that. And I, I think Victor's got a really good handle, but he's playing against much smaller competition. And you can look at the bot, the physical bodies that he plays against are just not not even half or three quarters even of the talent in the physical build of NBA players. I mean, and, and to the commenter's point earlier, you look at the way that Chet got hurt. Chet Holmgren got a Liz Frank injury. He broke the bones in the middle of his foot because he ran shoulder to shoulder with LeBron James. 
who is not in his prime, but is a large linebacker playing power forward in the NBA. Do you even lift? He bumped Chet off his line and Chet broke his foot. What's going to happen to Victor Wambanyama? Yeah. That's the question that I have. Uh, the Great Dane, I haven't seen around yet. How's the Masters course looking? Phenomenal. Beautiful. I mean, it looks Everything absolutely tailored. Yeah. It looks absolutely tailored. There is there is just no doubt about it. It looks phenomenal. They moved the third tee box back. 35, 35 yards. yards. Which I think made a big difference. Yeah, he looks, I mean... That course looks phenomenal. By the way, all the Masters we watched today was on ESPN Plus. Just saying. On stream. Featured groups. On stream. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer, they're not going to trade Markinen. No, they won't. THT, I could see that happen, but who knows? He could stay in Utah. I think Talon Horton Tucker. Is he skilled enough to be the point guard of a championship team? He certainly doesn't look the part. Because I just don't believe the ball's ever going in out of his hand. I, I don't. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait a minute. You didn't give us your lock tonight. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, the lock I like is, well, now the game's already started, so I can't technically give you a lock. No, but, go for it. But Cleveland at Orlando, um, I really like. Oh, they this had, line's a trap, dude. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, the, the thing I liked about it was, so it's Cleveland at Orlando. Everybody's out except Donnie. This game and, closed minus five Orlando two fourteen and a half. Wow! So they brought the number down okay. significantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What I liked about this game was that or Orlando is not a great home team. Generally speaking, they've been just a mediocre home team, and and Donovan being on on the on the hunt because he's basically playing alone tonight really caught my attention. And so I was going to say the lock was going to be that they were going to cover the ten. They were going to lose by less than ten. Um, and I do think that that over. Did you say they lowered the over under too? They did. So um, you know. Donovan Mitchell is not playing tonight. Oh, he's not playing now. Donovan Mitchell is not playing tonight. Uh, well, now you can just scrap the whole thing. And Orlando is still minus five. And that was that was a that was a late scratch then. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They started. Uh, Okiki, Wag Wagner, Bull, Suggs, and Houston. So Paulo Boncaro didn't start and is not playing. That's why it's minus five. Never mind. Never mind. All right. What's your go to? What's your plan B? Because I happen to think that that, that Denver Phoenix line that's one to talk about. Because that number is redonkulous. Minus twelve now for Phoenix. Dude, you gotta take you gotta take yeah, Denver. It was I wanna say before the showgram, there was Nikola. Jokic was still on the fence about playing or not. So obviously he's not playing now. So I think that's why that number moved. Jokic, Murray uh are both out. Cantavius, Gordon, and Porter are all day to day questionable. Yeah. I think you gotta take you got to take Denver to cover that number. Have to. I mean, the money's nice. Plus four thirty. That's nice. You got to take Denver to cover that number. Yeah, yeah, you do. Ooh, how about my guy Kepka now at minus seven? Let's go. Let's go. I didn't see that. Now I hate that Brooks is on the chop your head off tour. I do. I I am not a fan of that. But Brooks Kepka minus seven. That's my dude. His girl, my girl too. You know. Stay hard. I mean, She's fine, dude. 
Jenna Sims is all about that. She can put it into my hole anytime you want. Uh, I'll stop. Um, yes, Brooks Kepka, let's go. Salty Drunk says, see my Bucks locked up the one seed. Your Bucks or your Thunder? How many yeah, yours team, do you which have? Which team is your team, dude? How many yours do you have? Darren Ingram says, uh, I don't think VW looks more pliable than Chet, though. He seems to land more fluidly, too, I do think. Well, I, I, I think Victor Wambanyama is a hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think injury-wise, it's just, it's, it is... It's terrifying. It's just, a, yeah, I mean, it's terrifying. It's scary. It's a huge question mark. I mean, I... I, I I'm a big fan of what Kevin Durant did to the league as far as bodies are concerned. Like, it's being more normalized to be 6'8", 250. It's being more normalized to be 6'10", 250. That's being more normalized. Yeah. But, but I think 7'4", is different. Like, 7'4", you know, 225 or whatever he is, 230. I mean, that's just not sustainable. See, and then somebody comes in the comments like Brady Cook and is rooting for John Rom. Like, who hurt you, Brady? Like, know did, your role and shut your mouth. What was her name specifically? Who hurt you that you would root for John Rom? Hugh Janus. I'm out of here with that, man. What you mean? What you mean? Um, let's see. Put what where? Gumby says I ain't talking about that. Uh oh, Tanner says I don't smoke crack. Yeah, you do. Oh, you do smoke crack. I think the Jazz can beat the Thunder oh, tonight, Tanner. I don't even know, bro. Uh, salty Drug says, too early to be smoking crack, Tanner. Waves in opposition. They're not. They're not. They're, Tanner says, the Rockets are already eliminated, John Dry. Okay. The Rockets are terrible. The Rockets are terrible. Yeah. I would uh, absolutely agree with that. By, by the way... By the way, I want to play the Stock Rivers sound. Yeah. Who's the NBA MVP? I'm sure Salty's going to be like, oh, Giannis, Ante, your daddy's mama, cousin. No, not Joe Ingles. Oh, that's right. He would say Joe Ingles. Uh, if you ask Stock Rivers, it's over. The MVP race is over. I, I, I'm really, like tonight, we had, we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots, uh, would open shots. The man just scored half our points. In the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. There's so many things uh, that we did wrong. Uh, but what we did right was Joel Embiid. Um, and if the MVP race is over, I, I, I'm really, like tonight, we had, we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots, uh, would open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. It's over. How many times I got to tell you, man? Yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Joel Embiid should be the MVP of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, and we just talked about this the other night, and I know, again, that this shines a big bright light on my greatness and sex appeal. It's an erection. I'm just telling you now. The Philadelphia 76ers are a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think they're good. I, I think they're good. I think we need to see what their playoff medal Wait, is like. On. I think my, my, head, my headphones, I, I'm sorry, my headphones must be broken. What did you say about the Sixers? Yeah, I said I think they're good, but they need to test their playoff medal. Need huh. to see what they can do in an important game. Huh. I thought you said something good. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, they're, they're not only good, the 76ers are championship good. 
They are they are talented enough. Don't lie to me. <laughs> they are talented enough. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I'm gonna punch you in the face. They're talented <laughs> enough, and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey are giving them exactly what they need. And anything you get from anybody else on that team <coughs> is just gravy. <coughs> Especially when you have the NBA MVP dropping 700 points a game. <laughs> Joel Embiid, let me just put this in perspective for you. The other night when they beat Boston 103-101, the MVP of the NBA, Joel Embiid, 20 of 25, 52 points. I said for real. 52 points. I'm for real. Philly scored 103. He had 52 points. I'm a fucking unit. O of one from three, 13 free throws, 13 rebounds, six assists. He scored 52 points. So don't even think about messing with me. Harden had 20, right? And they're doing all this paying Tobias flipping Harris $37 million. And he's averaging 14.7 points a game. <laughs> and Joel Embiid had 52 points. NBA MVP. I'm just telling you now. And if he doesn't win it, I, I am filing a grievance with my mom. Because it would absolutely be a travesty if he doesn't win it. Yeah, and I love that guys are coming out and supporting him. And I think he should be the MVP. I think he should. You know, we had a conversation, I, it might have been earlier this week or maybe late last week, about how, you know, this team dynamic with Philly, you know what you're getting out of Joel. Like, it, it just is a, an assumption that the guy is going to give you 30 every night. And on some nights, it'll be 52, you know? On some nights, it'll just be a ridiculous performance that, you know, you just can't replicate. And I, and I think... You know, Joel is, I'm, I've been a Joel fan. I have, I, I, I'm impressed. I think he deserves credit for getting over the back issues. I'm not a fan of James Harden. Liar. I'm what? Liar what? Liar. You hate Joel Embiid. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> You've spent an entire season slandering my Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not my Philadelphia 76ers. Uh -huh. You just have to like snap out of it a little bit. So you're just going to hang this around James Harden's. He's the beginning and the end, and he will be their end because he won't come through in the playoffs. Okay. He won't. He okay. never does. Never has, never will. Well, never has is a little strong. Has he often? No, he hasn't. I would agree that it, is it a problem that he is? Yes, no, but like, it's a problem. Honestly, you think that he's had some huge postseason impact? I think James Harden at some point. I don't even know what his postseason numbers are. James Harden has never been on a team. Did you hear somebody singing? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I heard that. I did. <laughs> That's weird. Um, okay. Uh, where James Harden. James Harden has never been on a team this good where he was not the best because player. Because it's garbage. And so now, James Harden is on a team where he doesn't have to be the guy. He has a guy that every single time down the floor, you can throw Joel Embiid the ball and he will take all of the shots and all of the pressure. He, he will do that. 
But let's let's also not let's also not like get let's not get crazy and slander James Harden because in his career he's averaged twenty two points, five and a half rebounds, and six times a game in the playoffs. Now is that good? No, it's not because that's far below his that's far below his normal output, and he was terrible in in the NBA Finals. So I agree with you that, yeah, he needs to be better in the playoffs. But for the first time in his career, he's not the best player on a team in the playoffs. Yeah. So I feel like there is there is some difference here. Yeah. So everybody's arguing about the Masters. Scotty, no, no, Greg Hawkins. Scotty Scheffler, watch Scotty Scheffler have a career round on Saturday and then take the lead on Sunday. Hey, Greg, Greg, quick question, bro. Are, are you going to be okay? Little little explosion the other day. I want to make sure that, you know, you're 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 good, dude. Just want to make sure. Greg had enough with the Utah slander the other day. <laughs> Greg said something to the effect of, look, you sons of bitches. There's only so many times that I'm going to take Utah to the Mountain West. I'm a man. Makes me want to puke. It was an amazing, amazing run by Greg. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. There's only so many times that I'm going to take oh, Utah to the Mountain West. And I totally agree. <laughs> at what point are you going to understand they're never going back to the Mountain West? Uh, Scotty Scheffler doesn't need a career day. He just needs to be Scotty Scheffler. It'd be nice if he could knock down a putt. Dude. They, I, and for a guy that is so awkward on the course, because his swing is. Dude, you would never teach anybody to swing the way he does. But I think his bigger issue is he goes through these stretches where he cannot hit a putt square. Like he the he will he will heal more putts than you have ever seen any elite golfer do. So uh, Gary says uh, Brooks or Rory uh, winning would be nice. I think Brooks Kepka has a real shot at this at this jacket. I do. Finau probably second as per usual. Tony's a really good good talent, but he's got. I think Tony Finau has so much going on away from the course that it's hard for him to focus. Yeah. I think that's a I, I think that's a huge thing. Uh, Butter for all the toast says Finau has second place dialed in. He does. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, you know. Um, let's see. Tom says quick recap. Why is the Pac-12 delusional? Because they think they're getting thirty-one million dollars. Or I should say, John Canzano says they told him they're getting thirty-one plus million dollars. And they're going to get more money than the Big 12. They got some crack from Tanner, apparently. <laughs> Salty Drunk says, good to see Doc has his priorities right. Head coach worrying about individual awards. But even there's only so much, so many times that Joel Embiid's going to get overlooked. And is doesn't Because it's constant. Doesn't Doc have a responsibility to say something? He does. He does. He does. Ziggurat Dane! Says, I think our Salt Lake Stars are going to smoke the Thunder tonight, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, if the Thunder, if the Thunder lose this game to the Jazz tonight, I'll shave my pubes. <laughs> we'll get crazy. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, Cougar Tail says James Harden a disaster in motion. I don't know about that. I think that's a little harsh. Okay, I don't know that he's a disaster. Uh, the Monty Ghost is singing now, dude. You joke. That was, there was singing in here it was a minute weird. ago. It was weird. Um, cheers, Greg Hawkins. What, what happened to Greg Hawkins? 
you know. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> the Dial King of Utah says, I'm not salty. <laughs> okay, 542. Um, should we, what should we talk? ADUs in Salt Lake City, National Burrito Day, mobile phone addiction, or Clarence Thomas is a cock. Which, 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 which one are we going with? Uh, mobile phone addiction. Okay, after I remind you that uh, our good friends at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Um, you guys, we're off to a great start with Bucked Up, but would love to see us put away uh, 10 free samples today. Um, in the link below, in the description below, there's a link for free samples. Go check it out. Um, if you are somebody who has not gotten free samples, go get it right now, please. Let's knock it down. It really helps us here on the show when you guys get free samples from Bucked Up. They give us a link. They track that link. Monty Show's amazing. So it. in the description below, click the uh, click the link to get your three free samples and a free shaker. Hook it up at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty, but I'm telling you, are you done with your Miami yet? Yeah. You're always tired lately. I just slept like crap last night. You're 29 years old, dude. You're single. It's not like you're oversexed. Yeah. Why are you so tired? I don't. I didn't sleep well. I, that's why I'm tired. I love that Miami. Okay. Make sure you get the free samples today in the description below. I love Bucked Up. You know I love Bucked Up. Truck Stop Gumby loves Bucked Up. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, a.k.a. Potent Potables. I agree. Uh, Tyler Dopp says, wait, what about Laurie serving the Finnish military this summer? Why is that a thing? And the, I Just so we're all clear, you don't really think he's like going into Ukraine doing like security services or anything. He's going to go march around a little bit. He's going to make sure that his footlocker is cleaned and neat. They're going to teach him how to fold some sheets. And then he's going to come back for training camp and his service is going to be done. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So, Everyone made a huge deal about it. Everyone said, oh, my God, Lori's a hero. And it's great he's serving. And I think it's cool that there's that Finland does the whole, you know, at least serve for five minutes type deal. But, you know, I, I just don't think it's that huge of a deal. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Hey, here's a question for you. Are you addicted to your mobile phone? So Mrs. Moni. Hey, Moni. Hey, Moni. Mrs. Moni sent me an article yesterday that talked about the physical toll of cell phone addiction. And essentially, studies have shown that when you look at widespread effects of smartphone addiction on mental health, recent studies have shown that young adults who reported greater cell phone use tended to have higher measures of body fat. Um... Probably because they're less physically active. Fat, fat, fat. They have lower daily step counts. Um, cell phone use is also associated with difficult in emotional regulation. Well, you're just an idiot. All Fuck you. Where'd you hear that? Yeah, triggers. <laughs> take, uh, triggers dysfunctional eating and food addiction. Depression and anxiety. <clears throat> Like, essentially, your cell phone is killing you, dumbass. Put it down. Do, Jake, do you think you are addicted to your cell phone? Yeah, I mean, on some level. 
It, I mean, it's I use it every day, all day long. But are you addicted? Because there's a big difference. Are you addicted to yourself? Well, what are we saying the the definition of addiction is? I mean, I, I yeah, I that mean, you it, cannot put your cell phone down. Yeah, that I can you've got to have it. Yeah, yeah, I can put it down. I can. I actually enjoy sometimes not using it, but there's a lot of times where, or I should say, the better way to say it is. There are very few times where I'm in a position where I am allowed not to use it, where I don't need to monitor it or, you know, like be plugged into it, if you will. I think anybody who says they're not on some level addicted to their phone is lying. Yeah. To you or to themselves. Because I don't think there's any question that I am addicted to my cell phone. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, I mean, like it sits here all day. It, it I've gotten way better during, in the car. Like I'll, I'll mess with my phone at red lights, but I've pretty rarely messed with it while I'm driving. Right. I though pretty much every other time, if I'm sitting on the couch at night, it's cause I'm prepping for the show, but I've started purposefully leaving it places. So at the gym, I rarely have my cell phone out anymore. Because the gym is supposed to be this healthy place. Right. So I've stopped putting it in my sweatshirt pocket and I put it in my pants pocket now. So I what don't. What does that do for you? It makes it, it makes it so it's not like just in my hands all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like in between sets, it's just easy to pull your cell phone out or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm laying in bed and this is the thing, like my wife likes to read. So she reads on her phone. I'll flip through TikTok because the thing about TikTok now for me is I've, I now use it for show prep because it gives me show topics all the time. Like that's all it feeds me. Uh-huh. I've kind of curated my TikTok BS and I'm on it once a day and that's really it. Right. It's at night when I'm show prepping, but I'll just flip through it and it'll give me topics all day long. But if you think you're not addicted to your cell phone, dude, I think you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's tough not to be. I, I, I think it's, it's one of those things that's so ingrained in our life now. I mean, it just, it, it just is a, like, unfortunately it just is a, a it's on us all the time. I mean, yeah. like if you think about the difference between a cell phone and a, a phone that's mounted on the wall and how that's impacted your relationships, like, like having, I mean, this is kind of like what you and Mrs. Monty went through when you first started dating or whatever, right? Like you've told the story a million times on the show mm-hmm. about, you know, your sister delivering a message to you about someone who called you earlier yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like, you know, we just, it just was different. And I think that, you know, the problem is, is, and we could do a whole show on why the cell phone's bad for you and why it's good for you. But I think the the big issue is that people just compare themselves to everybody on their phone. All we do is we sit here and we're like, oh, hey, dude's got this or she's got that or like, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you like to look at that makes you feel like lesser than some other people. That's what I think the biggest issue is. You know what I think the other thing that I've done is that's really helped me. I don't look at social media very much. I read on my phone. I have I have really worked hard not to just mindlessly flip through Instagram and TikTok. Uh-huh. It, it is really, I really try to regiment it. Like I, the TikTok thing, I look at it. I really try to look at it at night before I go up to my, up to my room. And I'm terrible about just putting my phone on the charger next to my bed and just leaving it there. I'm terrible about that. Cause it takes me 13 seconds to fall asleep. Like, <laughs> dude, if I put my phone on the charger and just, I sleep on my, my side, put the phone on my charger, roll on my side, dude, I'll be out in like a matter of minutes. Yeah. And the, you know, the awesome thing is 
Mrs. Monty and I, like, we actually, like, lay together at night. Like, we're not, we have a, <laughs> hey, dude, you got to put the dog on the bun. You know what I'm saying? Um, we actually, like, cuddle at night. We, like, spoon. Hiscock. And it, she's right. She said to me this morning, it was great. We woke up in the exact same position we went to sleep in. And if I would just put the damn phone down, instead of flipping through it in bed, I would be asleep in like five minutes. I guarantee you I give at least an hour a day away to my cell phone from sleep. Yeah. I waste an hour of sleep on my cell phone. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? I mean, it's just the worst thing. You know the other thing I do? And you can, I'm sure this resonates with you. I get up, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Yeah. I have to be at the gym at 5.30. Today, it came back and just stuck it right up my butt, too. Hugh Janus. Um, like, I woke up at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I woke up at 5 o'clock, looked at my phone. I was looking at this or that, and it was like 5.16 all of a sudden. Uh-oh. So I got up real quick, got dressed, took my vitamins, brushed my teeth, ran downstairs, put on my shoes. I pull out of my driveway... And this a-hole owns this like 90s Corvette. He had spun himself out on my street. So I had to sit there for two minutes. Now it's 26. He moves out of my way and almost as though the karmic gods are like, no, sir. This Honda CRV pulls out right in front of me and does 23 miles an hour because it's a 25 <laughs> mile an hour zone. 27 passed, 28 passed. Get out onto the street, red light. 29 passed, get to the next light, red light, 30 passed, get up to the, the street right at the gym, red light. Like, just what are we doing? What are we doing? All because I got lost in my cell phone. Yeah, it's kind of so, crazy how that works. Yeah, and I think you have to be really intentional with it because I'm telling you, you lose time with your loved ones over your phone. DeLambo says, I'm addicted to video games, practicing making children and this show. Well, you know, I think you need more practice right, at I making thought, children. Yeah, I thought you said practicing making you know, children. You know, Christopher Leal says, yeah, I'm addicted to my phone, specifically TikTok. Okay. Tanner says, yes, I'm addicted to my phone. Jeremy says, how can I be addicted to something I'm con I constantly lose? Do you lose your phone? Really? Yes. Okay. David Humes, what's up, my dolphin friend? Anyone who says they're not addicted to their cell phone is lying. Agreed. Exactly right. Totally agree. Exactly right. I still think this is the best comment. Practicing making children. Anita Dick and Ming. Holden Middick. How's that working out, sir? Better wrap it up. Hiscock. Uh, Stephen McNeely, correlation isn't the same thing as causation. Well, that's true. In 2023, your phone is connected to your everyday life. Oh, it's so... It like, look at how many people do... DoorDash or why are we watching college hockey movie? Uh or you know like Uber like you have to work on your phone right uh Jeremy Callahan addicted or simply dependent answer me this addicted I'm not dependent on my phone no I'm not uh barfing chickens I'm not addicted I'm probably addicted uh on my PC though well you know uh, butter for all the toast says I'm addicted to my phone. I walk while I use my phone though. So I get my steps in my bad habit at least. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, Tanner plumber. Uh, oh, I can put my cell phone down for small amounts of time, but I don't know if I can go without a whole day. How much time do you spend on your phone instead of with your wife? That's a legit question. Yeah, that's a legit question. Cougar tail. Is Jake going to be triggered because of the, his cell phone? Seems like uh, Jen 
Z is getting triggered over everything because of the cell phone. I guess I don't quite understand. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, what do you mean triggered by his phone? Yeah, like, I, I don't quite, I, and I'm being serious, I don't really understand that. Greg Hawkins, remember those old news segments about how some people were addicted to technology because they were using their computers every day? If that was considered addicted then, look at us now. Oh, I mean, Seriously. It's, it's terrible, dude. Oh, yes, Tile King of Utah, Jet Wayman. Who, by the way, if you guys need tile work, get in touch with Teddy Wayman. The guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love camping, man. I just leave my phone in the truck all weekend long. My wife loves doing that. It's such a wonderful feeling. Love it. Tom, correlation doesn't equal causation. There is a potential that the emotional fatties that don't have friends or reasons to go outside are the ones that spend more time staring at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Hey, fetish. Lose some weight and people want to be your friends. Hey, then you won't be tubby. addicted to your phone, chubs. Tubby, you ever heard of the gym? Fat ass. Yeah. Fat. <laughs> wow, Tom. Wow. Keeps in it real. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, uh, ditching your phone these days is pretty much akin to pulling the matrix cable out of the back of your head. <laughs> Seriously. John Dry, there's plenty of gravy for the pack biscuit over here in Truck Stop Conference. There See what you go. he did there? See if it, see if it, Plenty it, of gravy for the biscuits. You know. You know. Uh, Tanner Plummer, during my two-year mission, I wasn't allowed to have a smartphone. The church gave me a dinosaur phone, and honestly, it was really refreshing. I feel like I was getting more out of life without a phone. You are. Yeah. Because you actually you don't have to talk to people. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> it, it kills me that people younger than me, millennials, <clears throat> um, like you guys have, you can't date unless it's on a phone. And that's not even true. We were sitting with a friend of ours the other night and she was talking about how she's dating and she's doing it on Facebook and on a mobile app. And <coughs> I'm amazed by it. I'm a, like, we can't even date in person anymore. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's not dating in person. I think it's not, it's the, I agree that we don't, we're, it's no longer culturally the way to just go to a bar and meet someone. Nope. You can still do it, but it's not culturally the way. But it's not like you're dating on your phone. I mean, you you go on dates still. No, I would agree with that. Uh, Hawkins, I think mobile phones have nearly destroyed the social skills of an entire generation. Ding, ding. I agree with that 100%. Um, Cougar Tales, sounds like you have a loving relationship. That's cool. I do. My wife puts up with way more than I need to. Uh, or she should, because I'm an asshole. Uh, salty drunk, you need Mrs. Monty to be introduced to the captain daily, man. I'm saying. Uh, David Humes, people watching the end of a close game through their phone will never not be annoying to me. Go touch some grass. You don't need to record every damn thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Jeremy Callahan, I literally play Marco Polo with my phones. Okay. <laughs> uh, Roger Sales, I love days. Uh, I love days camping and no signal. Phone use for music only. I can put down for a day, no problem. Yeah, I do. You know what the the funny thing is? Talking about my marriage, I love just sitting and talking to my wife. Yeah, like we have great conversations. We yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I think the cell phone has a burnout factor too. You know, and I think we just kind of blow right by that because we just it's easy to just chill and kind of scroll around. Like there was a night a couple of weeks ago, we were just laying in bed laughing like school children for no reason. Like 
for no reason. Yeah. We play this little game, like I will call her Diane or, or Shelby or, you know, McKinstry or some, you know, I just call her a different name all the time. And it just led to like giggling and laughing and like, it just was, that's what I like. The one-on-one, -on -one, I get off on that stuff. You know, uh, Tanner says, is Sarah Todd a redhead? And there's plenty of toast for all the butter. Okay, you're trying Jake, too hard. is it Sarah Todd or not? We need a name. <laughs> okay. First of all, Jake's not dating the redhead anymore. Yeah. Okay. He He's moved yeah. on from people who drive Civics. Does she drive a Civic this new No. Day? She does not. Okay, no, good. She does not. That's very good. Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah. Dating's more difficult these days. Yeah, I agree I, with I that. I think I think, you know, but my my perspective is I think, yeah, I, I agree with everyone, including you, that says that the phone has made it much more difficult in one sense to communicate much easier in another sense. And I think, you know, the the problem is is that like in sales, nobody taught nobody does phone sales anymore. No. Nobody answers the phone. Nobody you know, no, but like it's to a point where you have to go and pay to, to, you know, access databases of information so you can get someone's email. Like that's how it works now. And it's a shame in my opinion. It's a shame that, that, you know, we have to like dating apps to me are a shame. I think that I, I wish there were, were, I wish life was still as easy as it was in the eighties. I wish it was as simple. I wish it was as, you know, just straightforward, you know, but it's not, and that's okay. You know, obviously cell phones have yeah. huge benefits too. It's a pros and cons game, but we're, but our conversation here today is about, about being addicted to it. And I think we are. Yeah. Uh, Cougar tail. Sounds like you have a marriage like Keanu. Someone asked him the last time he was happy and he talked about being in bed with his wife, laughing and giggling. Those are the best times of life. Those are the best times of life. All right. Finally, Clarence Thomas is a dick. Do you guys know who that is? Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, who routinely, routinely has made questionable decisions on the Supreme Court. A lot of times people would say, well, is he on the take? Like, where did this come from? Well, it came out today, allegedly. Yeah. That he is, he is in the pocket of a big-time Republican donor, a super donor, <laughs> who has given Clarence Thomas over the years access to a yacht, to multiple pieces of real estate around the world where there are paintings of Clarence, Clarence Thomas and a group of people in these different properties. And people are like, no, he would never do that. Well, then they, people started... And there are pictures that have surfaced online of autographs Clarence Thomas put in his book thanking him for access to these retreats and these real estate properties and these super yachts. The ink isn't dry yet. And again, I say allegedly, but the guy who owns all these properties and owns these super yachts yeah. is a massive, massive donor to the Republican Party. And... Everybody on, you know, like shockingly on both sides of the aisle are now talking about Clarence Thomas having to to resign from the Supreme Court. Is this shocking to you at all? Um, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, the Supreme Court, 
The Supreme Court is one of those things I feel like no matter how dirty of an individual you are or corrupt of an individual you are, the prestige and the and the the responsibility, I guess, you know, like the the duty almost of the Supreme Court of the United States of America is, you know, is undeniable. It's one of those things that I feel like is I I guess I had hope that it was just so powerful to people that they wouldn't do something like this. But but clearly everyone has their price. And I think that, Ooh. you know, Donald Trump appointed this guy. No. And- no, no, no. Clarence Thomas is decades old. Okay. Clarence Thomas goes back to I want to say the 80s. And this because you remember the like the Donna Rice hearings and the you know pubic hair on the Coke can and the whole scandal surrounding Clarence Thomas. The issue is is that Clarence Thomas has had this relationship, and the guy's name is Harlan Crow. He's a, a billionaire. He's a massive Republican donor. He's had this relationship with Harlan Crow for 20 years. 20 years. And they're now supposedly very close friends. And this dude has just been providing him cruises in far-flung places on Crow's yacht. Um, Like, in this yacht, like looking at pictures of this dude's yacht, his private jets, the Gulf Streams that Clarence Thomas flies on, the company of Crow's powerful friends at the billionaire's private resorts. Like, this is terrifying now. Because it's not just, it's not just money. And there are pictures of Clarence Thomas and his wife, Ginny, who you might remember, Ginny was involved in the January 6th riots and the insurrection and all that stuff and lobbying her husband and like just really controversial. And there's pictures of him and his wife at this dude's resort in Indonesia. Like, this is ugly. If you want to go look for it on ProPublica is the one who's got it. They broke the story. But is it surprising to you guys that our Supreme Court seems to have been compromised? House, hello. The clubhouse that none of us are in. That's exactly right. Tanner Plummer, the sad thing about that Supreme Court is that every president will try to nominate a new Supreme Court justice just so they can get more votes. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, the hard part for me is what it makes you realize is that everybody's got somebody giving them money. Yeah. Everybody's got somebody. And you would like to think that integrity is still a thing, but it's what you just said. Yeah, I, Everybody's I, got a price, man. Even a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, and nah, that's what I struggle with. I mean, I just like I was saying, I think the Supreme Court, I don't know. I guess I just felt like it has a... A prestige about it, a responsibility, like it's a, it's an ethical to be, code. Yeah, like it's supposed to be one of those things that, you know, it, it's like you just don't do that. You know, you you just don't. And and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely frustrating. And I think that, you know, it just feels like I don't know what happened to this country. Like I feel like we were going the wrong way since since you know. The Obama years, not that it has anything to do with Barack himself. I think it goes back to Clinton before Clinton. Probably. I think I think it started in the late 80s. We started heading in the wrong ethical direction. That's Mm -hmm. just my opinion, Mm -hmm. because I also think we had an explosion of billionaires. 
And I think when you look at what, what money has done, money's always controlled politics though. Fuck, who are we kidding? Like the lobbies, the donors, the super PACs, but we had that explosion in the, in the late 90s, late 80s, early 90s of billionaires. And I think it changed. We started using our military for war games and just because we could. And we stopped thinking about the micro, which would be the American citizen. And we started thinking about getting rich and making billions. And I think it is, I think it's just really unfortunate that here we are talking about a Supreme Court justice who's one of the longest serving justices now. And he's a guy that represents a lot of things. First of all, he's a black man. He's a black man sitting on the the Supreme Court of the United States, right? And so you have this this minority. You have a guy that represents a really in 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 I don't know what's the right way to say it an embattled portion of our society in Black America, who now, as it turns out, has his hand in the pocket of a Republican billionaire for over twenty years. Yeah, and it just it just sucks because there's no way to fix it, but to the idea that this just started or this just happened, no, dude. This has been going on for years. And my guess is, I mean, you can go back to, I mean, if you really wanted to, my guess is you could go back to colonial times and trace that the rich got richer because that's always going to be the case. I mean, the money, follow the money, man. Those are the decision makers. Follow the money. Those are the influential ones. Right, like you're chasing your boss because he's got money. Instead of building individual wealth, you're chasing your boss for a bigger paycheck. Right, like so. What are you doing? You're chasing the money because the money is the influential thing. And Clarence Thomas is no different. Clarence Thomas is no different. Yeah, no different. It's really disappointing. Yeah, and I think that when you look at oh look, Mrs. Monty's in the chat, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Now we find out and share the information easily. The only reason we know about this stuff is because of social media and journalism. That's the only reason we know about this stuff. It's easy to share it because you don't have to rely on somebody picking up a newspaper anymore. They just pick up the phone we're all addicted to. Yeah. You know, like it's easy to share stuff. There are no more secrets. There are no more secrets. Yeah, it's it's funny. They announced today that, uh, I think it was today, I guess that anything that you put into AI can be publicly accessed. I guess they came out with today. So the whole like, AI thing is bizarre to me. Why do you say? Because I just think if if you're relying on artificial intelligence to get you whatever it is you want to get, I don't know, man. It, it, that's that's a problem for me. Yeah, that's a problem for me. By the way, thank you, Aaron Wilson, who gifted two Monty Show memberships. Appreciate that. Thank Let's go. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I think this whole thing has been so far blown out of proportion. And now we, we just find out that this stuff is real, man. Yeah. We didn't used to believe it, but now we know this stuff is real. It's real and it's happening. It's real and it's happening. That's exactly right. Uh, Matt Ritson gets us a $5 tip to say, Jake, uh, are singing to new date with the new pussycat. Whoa. Or pussycat song. Dude, has it been like a heavy drug night on this show? Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know what you're... <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> like, Jake? You are you mean, singing dude? to your new date? Whoa. Or a pussycat song. Do you You don't ever sing to anybody. No, I'm not a good singer. You'll never be, you know, a good singer. I would agree with that. All right, and finally, it's National Burrito Day. 
Yeah. It's National Burrito Day. Yeah. What's your go-to burrito place? Oh, man, it really depends on the mood I'm in. I think most of the time I would say, you know, for a good burrito, you're probably going to Beto's. You're probably going to that place we went to uh, with Mrs. Monty the other day was so good. Oh, I can't remember Over the name on holiday. Um, but, I cannot remember the name Yeah, I mean, it. I think generally speaking, if you're on the go, it's Beto's. But I think this place we went to the other day that I cannot remember off the top of my head was absolutely top tier. Um, but not a, not a, I mean, they had a drive through, but that's not a place I'd want to go to. Via yeah, the drive-through, I'd love to. I'd I would love, agree with that. I would much prefer to sit down there. So, yeah, I would probably say Beto's is probably my go-to when I'm on the go. And I think that, um, yeah, it's. I love burritos. Yeah, obviously, damn, I can't remember the name of that place. The burrito place in Holiday, phenomenal. Uh, breakfast burritos, the Pico Salsa Burrito at Beto's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I don't have a go-to burrito place mainly because I don't eat burritos really. I'll okay. I haven't had a Beto's burrito in. You're not big on tortillas, though. No, there's a lot of carbs and calories in tortillas. But once in a while. No, come on, man. Matt Ritson. What do you mean? Oh, real taqueria in Murray. It's That's, uh, it's real. Re, oh, excuse me. Real salt taqueria in Murray. <laughs> is it real uh, taco? Ta- is that in Murray? Was that a Murray? I thought it was Holiday. Murray Holiday, kind of. That, yeah. Just that area. Um, Matt Ritson says, worst burritos is Taco Bell. Well, nobody goes to Taco Do people still eat at Taco Bell? If you want water, butt. <laughs> Why, Jake? I, I mean, you know. Why bring that up? You know. Uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. National Burrito Day, but I'm having stuffed chicken breast, bacon wrapped Southern style. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Aaron Wilson. Uh, says burritos are a waste of a good throwing tortilla. <laughs> San Diego State, baby. <laughs> you know. Uh, John Dry says, or Fiesta Mexicana in Dillon, Montana. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, if in Iowa or other places in the Midwest, Pancheros is pretty good. Okay. Okay. John Dry says, Taco Villa is the best uh, fast food Mexican food. Dude, Betos is tough to beat. I got to be honest with you, man. The Betos. Uh, by the way, Travis Bird, Big Daddy Magic says he hates drugs. Is, okay. weed, is weed a drug? <laughs> the NBA doesn't think so. Uh, see, Coffin, no, no, if no. you want to clean the pipes, go to Taco Bell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, a week, uh, you guys, a week from now, the Bajo will be all cleaned out. Yeah. A week from today. A week from today, I will have already had my colonoscopy. Yes. A week from today. It will be 12 hours done. Damn. A week from today. Crazy. I'm not at all scared. I'm really not. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, it seems like you're seems like you're leveling out on I'm a little bit. nervous about the anesthesia, but other than that, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think it'll go great. Okay. This hour of the show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Leighton Lehigh Logan, Salt Lake City, St. George. And coming up a week from tomorrow, our good friends in Payson, you're going to have your very own Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, wherever you are, coast to coast in America. Yes. Shop online at bbqpitstop.com and make sure you get... The asado seasoning. Jake, not you, Jake, the other Jake, oh. who DM'd me about asado seasoning. Hell yeah, dude. He said, can I sprinkle it on my Papa Murphy's pizza? Yes. Yeah, dude. Why would you? What do you mean? Oh, 
<laughs> Bro, I don't know what just happened. What just happened? That was the craziest thing ever. BBQPitstop.com. <laughs> Bro, I, I've never seen that happened before the thing just reset like out of nowhere like you know how your screen will just reset like it'll just refresh randomly blue screen of death yeah yes mrs monty the asado took over the show yeah seriously dude barbecue pit stop bbqpitstop.com make sure oh. you get the asado seasoning play the music jake and as always Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Get the bucked up free samples in the description below. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.